0: Hey, what's up, fuckers, and welcome to the shortest episode of the Turn the Buckle podcast. <laughs> because the rumble sucked, and that's all we have to say. Basically, Michael, anything you'd like to add? Ditto. Thank you for listening. That's all for. I mean, do we really need to cut it that short? I mean, nah, we can. Let's do. A,
1: let's do a little. We can do a little shit
0: talking. All right, we'll talk some shit. Okay. So, welcome to the Turn of the Buckle Podcast. I'm Jason Hampton. Will Clark. Alex Sparkles, And uh, Josh is here, but he's... Currently little,
1: indisposed.
0: He's indisposed right now, so we just figured we get started without him because we can do that shit. Fuck it. <laughs> but, you know, it might... Hell, it might be better without Josh on here for the first little bit. Yeah. It's
2: peaceful anyway. <laughs> it's already
0: quiet. You're right. I mean, we could just record him saying pop, and then that's all we'd have to have. And whenever we go for that part, just push play, and it'd say pop really loud, and we would know it's, you know. Or we could just have her come in, because she did it just as good as Josh. No,
3: Lion was better than Josh.
0: (laughs) Hey, speaking of, we we missed you, buddy. Hey, fuckers, what's up? Oh, is that cookies? Yeah, you're going to have to move. (laughs) I like the damn cookie dough.
2: Shut down. I (laughs) I
4: like the damn cookie
3: dough.
0: Hey, Davey. Oh, Josh is a fat ass eating cookie dough. All right, so seriously though, <laughs> the Royal Rumble. I fucking hate this company. I'm not, we're not we're not doing that We already did that in the open if you'd have been here, you know, we you'd have found that out. Well, I, I want that stupid
1: cunt bitch to get hit by fucking trucks what I want. You missed the fun of it. I her. mean, just because Bad. she had Josh outside, don't mean you gotta... not that one. that one I like.
0: Oh, which one? Fucking wow, Ronda goddamn wow, Ronda. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and the other bitch, Brock
2: Lesnar, both of them get hit by a fucking truck. <laughs> the fucking pictures, goddamn. <laughs> Tyler, mythology. the Brock made sense after the hand. Don't nobody
4: give a goddamn. Tyler, I know you told us not to stop talking shit, but I mean, the uh, run I mean, more shit, man. Come on. I mean, it
0: was more. It was more Ben saying not to talk shit because it was Ben said last so night or. Ben said during the Rumble because you don't know when we're recording this we could have recorded this Saturday night but we didn't <laughs> No, Ben texted and he's like you know they got to the end point that they needed to be at this is where they were going so this is what they were gonna do yeah but the way I see it you could have got... the ways
4: could done... you could have got leisure the championship match change you still have how many months for Mania? There's
0: plenty of ways. I think last night it said 60 days 63 something like that something yeah I mean it's something. But no, I mean, if you're wanting to have Lesnar and Roman, the shit at the end of the Lesnar-Lashley match was, that was it. You didn't have to do anything else. You didn't have to have Roman come out and do that.
2: But or Lesnar
0: come out and do that with Lesnar the Lesnar
2: winning the Rumble, as sure as he can make that choice. Right. Because the then, Rumble winner could have picked Roman, and then Brock would have been shit out of luck to get Roman at Mania.
1: No, because we all know Vince is going to suck
2: Brock's dick and give him whatever he wants. I, I,
0: I thought y'all, thought y'all said last know. night Sable was doing that to give Brock. What he We thought
2: Sable was working that for Brock. No, mm. Sable has not.
1: standards now. But I, uh, Vince, Vince probably is a bottom for
4: Brock. Let's let's be for real. I don't think anybody would let him Brock be a bottom.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean I see, do, he do he you really see you Vince making Brock
2: his bottom? You see anybody making Brock be a bottom? <laughs> exactly. Scary dude, Brock. Yeah, this ain't Ashley we're talking about.
0: Ah oh, hell. Oh, fuck. He but, loves his sisters. Just- <laughs> God, was- but now nah, the Royal Rumble it starts off, and literally the best thing in the show was the second thing that happened. And that's Seth Rollins' entrance.
1: Yes. That was pretty epic. Yeah. Just the look on Roman's face when the shield music
0: hit. He's like, what the fuck? And then he comes out, he comes out through the crowd doing the old, you know, shield walking through and everything. In the whole gear, a whole thing. Ah. So, I mean, that was was honestly my favorite part of the whole show. Mm -hmm. There were no, well, I take that back. There was one entrance in the women's rumble that I marked out for bigger than anybody's. And it's not Molly Holly because I know she's there and I know she's around all the time. It was Ivory coming out in the right to censorship.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Comes out the music, you know, the music hits and it's going along and she comes out talking about you young ladies in the ring have no respect for yourselves and all this shit. God, it was fucking... It was goddamn great. It was the best thing that happened in either one of the Rumble matches. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, my intern I picked was... A fucking rapper. <laughs> but he did decent.
0: Well he can work. He did do good. Okay, so last night we all picked a number. Uh p- we picked a number before okay. the rumble even started and had it wrote down and you know so if our person won the rumble, we were just, you know, have bragging rights going on, you know, haha, we did it, we're the best. I <laughs> wanna put some stakes to <laughs> that next year. Mine was number twenty one. I had a gun, it was Drew.
4: I was
2: 29. I had an all right one, but yeah, I, I knew I he was Solid with Drew.
1: Yeah. Should have picked him 30. I, of course, I was 27. I started to pick 30, like I legit started to pick 30 just to be a dick. But then I'm like, no, nah, because I already know who the fuck it is. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Michael said number 27, and he happened to have Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of a bitch. <laughs> but he
1: got two eliminations. It's some real good spots. I mean, he he did.
2: It wasn't a work. horrible dick. Duke can work. Duke can work. Bad Bunny. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been Ray or something.
1: I mean, I got Angelo Dawkins.
2: I would have been fine with Angelo Dawkins. I like Angelo Dawkins. He got I eliminated quick. I'd
1: you know, would, would have stayed in there for a minute. Jane got Happy Corbin. Because it was literally Angelo Dawkins come out, and then fucking almost come out, and then they both went.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that... That continues with Vince McMahon. You have all the black people in one storyline. Omar's going to eliminate the black people in the match. Have you noticed how he does that all the time? It doesn't matter. I mean, you had New Day against the Hurt Business. That was for how long? And then New Day against the Usos. I mean, close I feel, enough. I feel like
2: they didn't play the Hurt Business that
0: long enough. No, they They didn't. should have. That should have been a faction still going on today. hmm I fucking love the Hurt Business. It was
2: good. TNA
4: did
0: it better. Oh, yeah, the BDC? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. All right, but yeah, first match, Roman and Seth, universal title. Great match. It was a really
4: good match. Uh, good storytelling. Yeah, they played in the part where Roman has not beaten Seth
0: one-on-one. All right, technically, he still hadn't because Seth won the match by DQ yeah. because he locked on the guillotine and just wouldn't let go. I'm going to headbutt somebody.
2: It wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get
0: plates. No, I'm just saying, I'm a headbutt somebody. I don't know who the hell it was. You're going to keep this talking. You're going to get one, too. All right. <laughs> Roman locks on the guillotine, holds it in. Seth gets to the ropes, and he just don't let go of the guillotine. I, that-
2: I think that was a way to say, hey, look at us. We could come up with a finish.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. He, you put, uh, How had, many times have they done the I'm going to kick your ass too much and get disqualified for it finish in the last we week? They've been doing it
2: every week with Damian Priest for a month.
0: They did it with Priest on Raw. They did it with uh, Natty on SmackDown. And now they did it with Roman on the pay-per-view. I it's, mean,
4: it's one of those cases where they they, they they, they find a great match, but they book themselves on the corner because you know where your end goal is with Roman and Brock. You don't want him to lose the title. You don't want him to take a big loss. But you just build set up and Seth's a credible man of inter. You don't want him to take a big loss.
2: So, but yeah. Had they even put, excuse me, if they put Rollins over, they could have had Brock to beat Lashley, and Roman win the rumble. Yeah. They they didn't book themselves in the corner. They just choose not to give us a finish.
0: Yeah.
1: No, there's 27 ways around the way they book, but nobody wants to open their eyes and say fucking no to this man.
0: The thing is, you're leading to Roman and Brock at WrestleMania again. This is gonna be the third or fourth time that shit's happened. <laughs> But now you're leaving Bobby Lashley without a Champions opponent. Point. See, who you think, Drew? Rollins. Right? Rollins? See, I don't think Rollins. What if MVP turns on Bobby Lashley? I, I wouldn't mind that. I could see that. I, I wouldn't mind seeing <coughs> MVP have some type of a run towards Maybe. trying to get it. Yeah.
4: But the thing is, like the, the end goal has always been Black, Brock and Roman. but And that's all I'm going to have about. They booked are only focusing on that, and they've left out all the other champions and storylines going into Mania. Well, and then Ronda came back, and then they, of course, have Ronda. Well,
0: I mean, you go through, and I thought they would do the whole thing where you had Seth win the match, win the belt from Roman, and take it, and Lesnar keep the belt, take it to SmackDown. And so you have Roman trying to win the belt instead of Brock trying to win the belt. The so heels are always better chasing. Well, babies are uh, better chasing the heels. Yeah, touche. But you know, given Brock that they just gave Brock the title at day one, mm-hmm. so he held that title less than a month. Why would you give the title to Brock right. if you want to do, to do some shit like that? Have fucking. Lashley pinned Brock to put the title on him at day one. Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking Brock gets pissed off and goes after Lashley. That's why they have the match at the Rumble. But I really didn't see Heyman. I saw it. No, uh, I. That. I could see it coming, but I didn't think this early. I figured it might have happened at Mania. Well, I knew
1: yeah. Heyman was going to turn eventually because.
0: Yeah, all right, we're still in the first match. We're talking about shit in the future now. Uh, the post match, uh, the beatdown on set, they stayed with it way too long. They could have, they could have shortened that up a good five, ten minutes. The
2: way they stuck with it made you think someone was coming out,
0: exactly. It looked like something was going to happen where somebody was going to do a run in and make a save. They're, and with all the rumors of Forbidden Doors and everything, everybody thought and the rock, Moxley the rock, was going to yeah, show up. Or, or the, the Rock, rock. Yeah. yeah. That'd
4: be we got, cool. but Who did we, we fucking get? Nobody. Nobody. Shane McMahon, motherfucker. Shane fucking McMahon. <laughs> the boss's son. And, who was in the fucking final four of the Men's Rumble? The boss's son, a celebrity rapper, Brock Lesnar, and Drew hey, McIntyre.
2: Number fucking 27, celebrity rapper. <laughs> I don't think Bunny was in the last four. Was it? He, was, he was
0: because we missed the. Okay, I wrote down every elimination and everything. No, it was uh, riddle, sort of kind, of. riddle. It was riddle, Shane, Drew, and Brock in the last four. But we missed. I, I missed us. one elimination somehow. I didn't see Big E get eliminated. I don't know how I missed that big motherfucker going over, but hell, I don't even think they said when he went out because that's when I, Big E. They did. We were
2: just talking.
0: Oh, okay. Well, see, that just, that <laughs> that shows, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they sat on that post match way too long. Everybody was fe- expecting Rock or Ambrose, Moxley, whatever WWE was going to call him to come out. Damn. Watch,
2: watch.
0: We were just we were just trying to get booked. <laughs> I can move it. Uh, second match: the Women's Rumble. All right, guys, I went through. I did some homework for y'all. I wrote down everybody that came out in the order that came out and the order of eliminations.
2: And. The women's rubble was better than the men's. Yes. It was, even though. Shit winner.
1: But Shit winner, but
0: whatever. Well, as soon as the music for number 28 hit, that's when we knew okay, we said it. Because we said on the podcast last week if, if she comes back, that's it. Winner. And honestly, I like the final four on the women's. You had Shayna, Bianca, Charlotte, and Rhonda. My opinion, uh, I would have got Charlotte out of there and had it come down to uh, Shayna, Bianca and Rhonda. I would have had Bianca and Sh- uh, or Shayna and Rhonda work together eliminate Bianca. Horsewomen are in there, blah blah blah. Hey. It's us. It's supposed to be every woman for themselves. You know what? Forget that. I'm gonna give it to you, Rhonda. I'm gonna go over and let you have it. Hug, and then Shayna just shits her over, and Shayna wins. I I would have liked that. I just
2: wanted anybody. It would
0: have been something different. Nobody would have been expecting it, and then you could still have Rhonda and Charlotte, which I think it's leading to, because you could have had Rhonda be the one to eliminate Charlotte.
1: See, I
0: think it's gonna be Charlotte, Ronda, Becky. I
2: want it to be Ronda and Becky.
0: We've already had that.
4: No, we had, no, we, we never had, got it one on one. We had Charlotte one on one because she took Becky's spot because when she got her nose busted about nine. Jacks, Charlotte took her place It's mm. Survivor Series because mm. Becky's wanted. When the whole, before she even got made a new contract, before the when the rumors were coming out, she made a comment like, "Oh, I see that you're probably coming back. I've been right here where you left."
0: All right, but uh, order of entry you had Sasha Banks number one. It's
1: some uh, fan-fucking-tastic gear.
0: That Sailor Moon looking yes. gear, that was nice. nice. It was really nice. Honestly, when I first saw it, like just from the distance before you kind of got up on it, my first thought was, why the fuck she dressed like Donald Duck? You dumbass. Well, it just, <laughs> I saw the white and the blue, and that was my first thought It was, she looked like goddamn Donald Duck. <laughs>
1: No, as soon as I saw like the just a glimpse of it, I saw the the things in her hair. I'm like, goddamn. <laughs> good point.
4: And then number two was amazing.
0: Melina. Melina got thick, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looked good. I ain't complaining about it, but Melina got thick. So Mick Foley says some
1: shit, and I'm trying to figure out what how he meant what he said. Oh god. Okay. Because he said, some, um, it was a great night for mothers. Like, motherfucker, was that an insult? Like, make your mind up. Who side you on? Was it a prop? Was it an insult? Was it.
2: <clears throat> no, like
1: a backhanded com- comment? No, <laughs> it, it was a good night
2: for mothers because that was hey, all them. Down... Mickey James got to be the first Forbidden Door. She came out to her Impact song. She got on the screen Impact Women's Champion. Definitely a mother. Mm -hmm. You know what
0: I mean Brock Lesnar Motherfucker There's a lot of mothers
2: Ronda Rousey Mother Ronda, Becky Melina
0: Both the Bellas
1: Both Bellas Bianca
0: Yeah Michelle McCool Sonya Deville That's a daddy But you know
1: Natalia the mother
0: cat (laughs) Maurice and Beth Okay. Uh, yeah, Melina was the number two coming in.
2: And she still looked good. Mm-hmm. She did uh, her work and all that stuff. She was. She got real. Emotional the only too,
0: thing which, that's she did. I mean, it's like you said last night, though. Just to go out there and to have that many people remember you and you know cheer for you when you come out, you're going to get emotional. Mm-hmm. But i saw a meme earlier i showed it to will i don't know where you were it was the episode uh episode of the simpsons where bart was running the door of the brothel in springfield Mm -hmm. where abe walks in turns around hangs his hangs his hat up turns around sees bart turns right back around grabs his hat and leaves it said this is every legend entrant in the royal rumble this year yeah and I mean, that's what it seemed like. Because Melina was out the ring before
1: the uh, clock. Before the, cl- the clock.
0: Yeah. And that brought Tamina out uh, for number three. Number four, Kelly Kelly, who didn't even look like her damn self. So this
1: bothers me. You have Tamina. They bring her out in the Rumble, give her a fam fucking tastic showing in the Rumble. Nobody's Mina. But they shit on her the rest of the fucking time.
0: Because she's big and big women like that always have the, they always have the, what's it? The big showing, you know. Yeah, they're bodyguards. Uh, Number four, Kelly Kelly. Number five, Aaliyah. Number six, Liv Morgan, who I thought was going to win the whole thing until, that was my pick until the rumor for Ronda coming back. Uh, seven Queen Zelina, eight Bianca Belair, nine Dana Brooke, who didn't come out with the twenty four seven title.
2: Yeah, I, I saw a statistic about that. The only champion that came out in the rumble with their belt was
0: Mickey. Yeah. I see. I figured they would have Dana Brooke come out, and that would lead to her elimination. Was you know all the twenty four seven people trying to? Trying
2: yeah. her title.
0: Yeah, trying to chase for the title. Uh, Michelle McCool, another uh, legend entrance, number 10. She lasted
2: longer than I figured she would. <clears throat> yeah. She usually does. Well, down. she lasts pretty long all the
0: time. Married to The Undertaker, she ain't going to be in and out like that. And then Sonya Deville comes out, and instead of getting straight into the ring, she keeps her jacket on and sits at the commentary table to let Natalia come out and then. Uh entrant number thirteen, another legend, I guess you could say, or just a Something return. Like uh Cameron comes out to the old funkadactyl music.
1: And then as soon as, you know, my who's not Michael. Commentators start talking about, you know, Naomi's old best friend, blah blah blah, all this and this Sonya goes in. That's when
0: Sonya gets in, just completely beats the shit out of Cameron, but Cameron got some shit in. She was looking
1: Yeah.
0: She looked like she'd been putting work in Uh, because you know when she was up the first mm -hmm. time she wanted to go back to NXT to get some extra work and they're like no if you go back down to NXT you'll be released soon but yeah Sonya gets in just after she gets taken over just eliminates Cameron and the next person out is Naomi Mm -hmm. see I would have liked to have seen
1: Cameron and Naomi get to work together yeah
4: Yeah. that would have been nice
1: then of course, Sonya's in the has it ever been explained why the fuck
4: Sonya and Naomi's even
1: in this? No, well, they've, had they... a while. they've been in like a little angle deal, well, yeah. But like, has it ever been like actually
0: explained? No, to where it no, not really. I can remember. No, uh, <laughs> Sonya's like, oh, she thinks she's supposed to have everything handed to her. Hell, that's half the fucking people on the damn roster. But after Naomi comes out is uh, Carmella. She comes out and she's just flirting with everybody at the announce table just so she can hang out with Corey for a minute.
1: I don't blame her one bit.
0: Uh, But, you know, then Rhea's next, number 16. She goes over. First thing she does is grab uh, grab Carmella and shit her in the ring. And she's in. Then Charlotte, 17. Ivory coming out with the right to censor shit at number 18.
2: Just to talk shit and get
0: right. She right was in her. ten seconds. She had the microphone in her hand mm-hmm. the whole time talking, her and Rhea Ripley face to face. I kinda like what you said though, Michael. She hadn't aged, but her voice did. <sighs> yeah. She
2: still <did> looked <laughs> the same, but man, she sounded a lot older. She, what she said she sounded like an old teacher. What?
0: Yes. She sounded like your old first grade teacher. <laughs> Uh, Brie Bella in next, followed by Mickey James coming out with the Knockouts title.
2: And in a Hardcore Country. Cool moment.
0: Making up for the trash bag incident. See, but did it make up for the trash bag incident because it said the TNA women's title. It's an Impact Women's. Impact Women's. Women. But not Knockouts. But not Knockouts, so.
2: But but it's under Impact, so I mean, at least they acknowledged the company. And
4: she made sure to show that title off. She did.
2: I mean... In a lot of ways, that's history, especially with WWE. I think it it did make up for the trash bag.
0: Okay.
2: It's history. They let her. They acknowledged your belt. They put it on the screen. They, you know, I mean, when's they when they ever done it, in WWE?
0: The only no. time they they is when about, they did that short partnership with NWA for a little while. They right. talk about WWE, but they own the rights to that. Right. Ah. Uh, and then Alicia Fox at 21. Who popped him. Well, yeah, That's I love Alicia price. Fox. Uh, Nikki Ash at 22, who really didn't do much until... Until Molly
2: Holly came out.
0: Until entrant number 27, Molly Holly. But uh 24, you had Nikki Bella. You had Sarah Logan return at 25. Lita at 26.
1: Summer Rae at 23, because you totally skipped over You're her. Good really.
0: God. I mean,
1: I mean yeah, did I-, I really... <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: clogged her fucking shit. <laughs> God damn, she did. I think there's,
0: yeah, there's some legit heat there, though. Like. Yeah, well, what was it you were saying about heat with. Her and Natty. Summer and Natty. Okay, see, I didn't know nothing
1: about that. Well, see, I watched Total Divas, though.
0: Oh, see, I didn't. <laughs> Fill us in for those of us who have testicles and didn't watch that show.
1: Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so. One of the first matches Summer Rae worked, I guess, was Natty. And she ended up breaking Natty's nose in the process of the match. And Natty was like, Look, all I wanted, like, just an apology and all this stuff is Summer Rae. with. And then Natty showed up. I don't know if Natty showed up at Summer's house or she showed up at Natty's house. And then Natty just slapped the fuck out of her on the front
0: porch. <laughs> I mean, that's just. Backstage etiquette one oh one, if you hit somebody, if you make contact, you're like, Hey man, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I mean, that's just that's what you well, do. Well, because that's not even in the rumble when Natty got
1: you know, got her bell rung that sec even Charlotte like leaned in out the ropes and was like, Yo, you good?
2: Yeah. And Charlotte <laughs> and Charlotte that was put her out so she can get checked on, you know, because mm-hmm. typically you, could, you would roll to the floor, yeah. <clears throat> the trainer would come to you, but, but in the run you couldn't. Cause... Did y'all
4: see how it happened? No, we didn't see what the hell happened. We just saw the pump knot on her. Okay,
0: head. what happened? Alicia Fox, her and Alicia Fox were doing a little spot, and Alicia went to do the run, jump, grab the hair, and do the whole, you know, the old women's spot where you grab each other's hair, you kind of helicopter, and then you land. Well, she went in for that. And fucking Natty wasn't ready, I guess, and their heads just, boom, because as soon as it happened, you see Natty up grabbing her head. Yeah. You see Fox over in the corner going, <laughs> you know, just shaking it off.
2: Both of them sitting there with the, oh shit for a second. Right. But you, you know, there's
1: something in the rumble that I would have liked to see, and I know Warren posted something about it on his Facebook earlier. Okay. Was the lead of Charlotte stuff?
0: Yeah, you never got any of
1: that. Because they never shown them together except for like a spot here and there. But like, you know, they were working the shit out of each other that match because of the word
0: between them. Well, I mean, you don't. Were they though? Because did you see it in the background? Because I didn't. I didn't really see them tangle up. I mean,
1: I saw Lita with Charlotte a couple times, but I couldn't tell.
0: I got you. But yeah, uh, I said a minute ago number 27 was Molly Holly 28 Rhonda Rousey Blech. and then after that the last two were basically who gives a shit entrance because you knew what was gonna happen as soon as Rousey came out Oh. okay let's talk about that here in just a second uh, Shanti 29 Shayna was 30 Michael just pulled up An interesting <laughs> picture On his phone To go with the men's That we'll talk about Here in a minute
2: But how would you write How would you write Drew into that
1: Oh well Apparently there was The whole thing About after the rumble Drew was saying Something And fucking boohooing About Lesnar ruined His childhood dream And all
2: this stuff Lesnar put him Lower for his Childhood dream Granted there was No crowd Right, and all that when it happened. Well, the Rumble there was a crowd. There was
0: there? a crowd at the Rumble when he eliminated Lesnar. But when he
2: beat him at
0: Mania, you know, of course it was. Maybe well, beat... did he beat Lesnar? Or did
2: he
5: beat Goldberg? Yeah, he,
0: he beat Lesnar. Did oh, okay. Yeah. At the perform at you know at the PC. I remember because yeah, he did that, and then he pinned Big Show after for the real main event. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I mean, I ain't going to bore y'all going through all those eliminations because, like I said, none of them really matter, so I don't even know know why I wrote them down.
2: As soon as she showed up, everyone knew who the winner was.
1: Even the (laughs) fucking sign said, fuck this shit, I'm out. The WrestleMania sign just said, "Fuck it,
2: I'm done." Twice. Yeah, twice, twice. <laughs> Even after Brock when it both tired. times,
0: there's, <laughs> it's just like, okay, no, don't point to me. I'm gonna disappear. I don't want to be associated with this shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand that shit. Why? For the Why the first does it have to, to the goddamn whole point of the sign
0: at
2: every fucking time? But that's what it, it's. That's it's like tradition. That's what they all do. If for the first time ever the sign was like, Fuck, "I'm over," it. I'm yeah. Out. The
0: sign said, "Fuck you, I'm out." <laughs> What now? What you got? What you got? Oh god. Hey, it's Adam Cole's Baby.
1: (laughs) 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 Just got real sidetracked by the picture. (laughs) Wait. Hey,
2: but you know what? playoff last week at least last night there was
0: better lighting on Bobby Lashley there you go <laughs> <laughs> you could see Bobby completely and that fucking bright white ass gear helped yeah, it did. you know and that match really wasn't as bad as it could have been no it wasn't uh, third match on the card you had Dewdrop, which I still hate that fucking name yes. and Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title the only thing is with that is
2: eventually they're going to have to put Popper over. They can't keep putting her in those spots and putting her under.
0: You can't. No, you can't. And see, is it too late, though? Because she's going to move on. She's not going to have that shot at Becky anymore. Not for a while. Hmm. Uh, but, I mean, Helen was a good match.
2: Uh not unless that's what they're trying to go for Becky
0: for Mania. Okay, the I can I see, see that because I still see...
4: It needs to be Becky and Rhonda. Charlotte can find anybody. There's really no... Honestly, there's
2: well, really no I other think challenges. you can find anybody.
4: There's really no challenges for either one of them. That's, my thing is, built up.
2: I think last night it, it was not real obvious, but kind of the way she eliminated Charlotte. And Charlotte got pissed because she eliminated her. Mm-hmm. To me, that kind of told me that that's where that's at.
0: Well, I said that as soon as I heard she was going to come back. I was like, okay, they're going to have she's going to win and go up. She's going to go against Charlotte. She's going to eliminate Charlotte, and then that's going to be because the, the scream and the
2: you know the eruption that Charlotte had when she got eliminated.
1: Well, I I know all the Meltzer stuff says it is Becky. Fucking Meltzer. He's not been wrong on much.
2: But when he is, it counts. <laughs>
0: No, nah, I mean you're right, he didn't wrong on much, but I mean it's one of those That's for real. I
4: mean the way I see it, if <laughs> Becky doesn't face Rhonda, the only thing I can see is Liv wins the chamber. If they do a women's chamber. Why couldn't Pop why couldn't Drop win the chamber? Why would you have Drop go to Mania? Why What'd couldn't Rhonda do? win the chamber? That's a very good point. Well how about Rhonda? Because then Charlotte
0: would have won the fucking Rumble.
2: Why are you so close-minded on someone other than... I don't
0: like Charlotte.
2: Rousey rousy working Becky. Because I don't like Charlotte.
4: Great worker, one of the best in the business. I just don't like the way she's been booked.
2: No, but I see what you're saying. I mean, you know, with the chamber, that's always the wild card before Mania. Because you don't really know what they're going to write in in
0: that chamber match. That's true, but I mean... Are they gonna, well? The thing. Hold are we, on, are they going to be able to do a women's chamber because it's going to be in fucking. They're doing it in Saudi Arabia. Are they going to let six women be on the fucking card? They will if they're all clothed.
2: say yeah, they're in cool body suits. That was going to be my thing. That could be another historic moment.
0: I mean, it's just they do so much stupid shit.
1: Yeah, you're going to have one of the big things where you have a huge women's match in a country
4: that doesn't allow their women to do shit. Right. You know, I am mean, honestly, why are, they, why are they even doing an Elimination Chamber, period, whether it's in Saudi Arabia or anywhere else? Because that's self-mutilation.
2: Sit down. And shut up. <laughs>
4: you know what? I am going to sit down, but because I want to. <laughs>
0: It was like you self-mutilated in that fucking chair. That the chair's been self-mutilated. No, I fixed that motherfucker after last week. Get him fucked it up again. Yeah, tell him, Shadow. Tell him, Willow. That was Willow. Him, I
4: know. I got...
0: Just, just Anyway, what was next? Uh-huh. Yeah, what was next? <laughs> All right. Becky wins after she hits the... The fucking rock bottom. Well,
1: no, What, what, what the, the
0: fuck did she
4: hit? She hit the manhandle. Avalanche manhandle off the...
2: Looked, I mean, but am I wrong with the whole things on dewdrop?
4: No, you're not. You're not. No, not at all. I, mean, I, I love. I love Piper.
2: And and she you know and she's believable. She's she can work. She can do her part. Yeah. It's just. I mean, I she's good too. Another, That's another, the thing. Another cog in the machine getting lost. You know what I mean? She was she, honestly, she was lost from the first time that they gave her that name. She was done for. I said the same. She should have fucking stayed in UK. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can state all you want to, but having that paycheck signed is real nice, too. Oh, yeah, that's a... <laughs> I mean, I get standing up and choosing your battles, and I mean, she would have been in her full rights to complain about that, you know what I mean? Because to me, I think it's a complete play on her sides.
3: hmm
2: Definitely. As much as nobody will admit it.
1: Well, that's like with. When... I know y'all don't like her, calm down, but Nia Jax, they made her wear those bodysuits that yeah. made
0: her bigger. I've never said I didn't like Nia Jax. Yeah, and then
2: Whitney showed me some pictures of Nia Jax. No. Totally the different, modeling total, pictures? Yeah, totally yeah. different from the image that WWE mm-hmm. ever showed you of her.
1: Yeah. Just and watching her... Social media stuff. It's a completely mm-hmm.
0: different person. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just saw tall, big. Okay, you're going to be wearing this fucking bodysuit that just makes you look like you're bigger than you are. Because it did. And then she would go through, and the only thing I didn't like about her is the fact that she wouldn't go back and... Polish up. Polish up, yeah. Because they wanted to send her back to get more training in because she had got reckless and because she got to where she was hurting people. And she's, I guess, thinking I'm on the main roster. I don't have to, so why would I? And she would feed into it too on
4: social media. Like, I understand she not understand fucking wrestling fans are the worst friends there are.
1: Yeah, a fucking yes. Bitch.
4: It's like I've never seen a, a person that hates wrestling more than wrestling fans. But yeah, leaning into that's it. why we do this podcast.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, we 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 shit on WWE a lot but it's not the fact that we don't try to love it. It's just they give I mean, us nothing to fucking No, talk.
0: because we watched the Rumble last
4: night with hope. Yeah, we were looking forward
0: to it because it's like, you know, the
4: best show of the year almost. I mean,
0: the Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view. I love the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And what, were, what were we looking forward to last night? Just the hope. The Rumble, yeah. Anything. That's what we were saying. I know you had stepped away, but we said that... Uh, you know we don't no, hate no, no, no. WWE we love wrestling no, we know. want it to be good and we watch the local... WWE is why we love pro wrestling right and that's what that's what I grew up watching that old WCW NWA you know all that shit and I'm fucking I fucking love wrestling and I want to love WWE but then it gets so fucking hard when they do stupid shit like they did last night but the fact they treat us like we're fucking morons.
4: Yeah, they, they insult our intelligence, thinking that we're not going to remember the shit that they did a couple of weeks ago. What they're did pain- they do a couple
0: weeks ago? I mean, to be remember. fair, most you of forgot. us you yeah. forgot. Most of us don't, <laughs> we don't like to watch it weekly
1: anymore.
0: Yeah, no, it's like oh. we've said too many times. We turn that shit on for background noise. We'll walk, look up. Sometimes we turn it on for background noise.
4: We'll look up. Oh, cool move. Go back down. Okay, what's going on? What's the score of the football game? You know. I mean, like that.
0: Literally, I'll go and I'll sit and watch if I see a match that I think is going to be interesting. Like a, Sorry, I'm going to watch that. What's the score? Go ahead. Update. You done pulled it out. Oh, you done forgot. 17-14, 49ers.
4: 9.55 left in the game. Rams got the ball on 15. Okay.
0: Well, let's hope the Niners pull this
4: out. And
1: that was our non-wrestling moment of
4: the night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, here's one more. Fuck Joe Burrow. Okay, back to the wrestling. So <laughs> the Rams can go to the Super Bowl so they can fucking beat Joe Burrow. Anyways. No, because they have fucking Odell Beckham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck Odell and fuck that Georgia playing Matt Stafford. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, he's trying not to laugh.
4: Okay. For... <laughs> <laughs> Michael's over there trying not to laugh.
0: <laughs> now, Stafford's a good quarterback. I like him. I mean, he played at Georgia, so he's one nice, of those fucking. Nice guy guys. Nice tangent
2: there. Nice tangent. Nice <laughs> tangent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like we told you last week, rails. We don't. Stick. We don't. We don't do that. <laughs> Straight and narrow is not our thing. <laughs> Definitely not yours. <laughs> Beat me uh, Brock and Lashley is the next match. I thought that match was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it, I was thought way... it was way like five
2: minutes. Except minute. when Lashley started scaring me on the landings. He kept twisting his body he on the suplexes. He started flaring that shit.
0: <laughs> I don't know if he might have landed wrong on one of them And he got worried about the rest But I know there was one I even pointed that out to Michael when they showed the replay I said watch this shit I said he tried to turn it and Brock pulled him back Brock was protecting him
2: Said, Motherfucker let me help you Exactly was what it was Brock, For reputation Brock has whatever Brock's take care, Brock takes care of people
4: He just looks like he'd be fucking, fucking you up And then that poor fucking ref Oh god <laughs> he should have crumbled down on that first in the corner splash and went the fuck down. I'm just so uh, well,
2: I don't well, think he, 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 was he was supposed, supposed to. Well, oh, he got his paycheck signed last night with that big ass foot to the side of his head.
0: <laughs> because <laughs> that F five when Lashley hit him after he done got crushed in, but be- you know, in the corner by them two. By man, most, meat by individuals.
2: pounds of man. <laughs> Where's
0: my check, Vince? Oh,
4: this is just enough to cover my hospital bills. I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, because
0: uh, medical facility bills, oh, sh- pal. Oh, sh- medical <laughs> facility <laughs> Sorry, because you know they got to pay and for their, I've their never own shit.
2: Heard in 38 years of arrest are going to hospital. It's a medical facility, damn it.
0: else <laughs> thinking. So, in your daily life, when you're at work, do you refer to it as the local medical facility?
2: Uh, we we call an an ambulance a band-aid wagon there you go band-aid wagon and the hospital Mm -hmm. up in Cleveland we call it Death
0: Ridge Death Ridge that bad? that's okay the one that's right the one right over here you just call it Die County Mm -hmm. mm-hmm right for sure yeah Yeah.
2: that's why if I ever I've told everybody I work with I said if I ever get hurt in fire Anything. Erlanger. Oh, yeah. Erlanger. Do not take me to Tenova. Oh,
0: yeah. Apparently. Well,
2: I mean, we should get a lot of patients from Tenova.
0: Apparently, Erlanger shit to their employees because Jennifer worked there for a little while. That was her dream. She's like, I want to work for Erlanger. It's going to be great. She gets a job at Erlanger. She's like, God, I want to fucking leave this place. Yeah they're, yeah, they're rough. That's their way or the highway for sure. I mean, I don't know what it was. I just know it wasn't her cup of tea. <laughs> she wanted tea and they gave her piss water, I think, oh. is what happened. Rails. Okay, Rails. Roman Reigns does the run in after that F five. <laughs> to me Look right back where I was. I know I don't know how to... I fucking do that shit. <laughs> to me that to me that was unexpected. I yeah, I definitely think it was unexpected. Just because You did what? I called it. Okay, then speak up, motherfucker. I called Rowan Interferno in the goddamn match. Goddamn, don't be a little bitch and sit over there like, oh, I fucking called that
4: shit.
2: Called it all. I thought they would have waited. Honestly, I thought Mania was going to be champion versus champion. I, th- I thought that at first when Brock won the title And not technically in the unification, not saying that, but just want to take champion off? versus, no. Oh, that
0: would be unification.
2: Champion. No, necessarily. You can still keep the titles. like oh, champion, champion versus champion. But, of course, WB. Uh, I mean, why do the one thing that would make the match different than the other 15 times? Right. <laughs> what yeah. is different than the other 15 times? Brock is the baby. Roman's the heel this but,
0: time. But they've never
2: come in championship. But, no,
0: it was been like that. That's the thing. People have been uh, sick uh, of Roman, and they're like, fuck this guy. And Brock comes out, and they cheer for him. It's just on paper, they're like, uh, Roman's the good guy. I mean, at least this time. They Brock's at
2: that legend status where he just gets cheered.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's the special attraction like what they used to have.
2: When I first saw Brock live, I, I was stoked. Whitney, not so much, but I was stoked. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen him live. Did i Whitney <laughs> hates Brock. He cannot stand him. Oh, shit. I fire system DMS. When you hit, see that, because I get, oh, caught, but, I get yeah. the calls, that's usually... You're going to help them pick somebody up. Nice. Usually a rather large individual. I'll put it nicely.
0: <laughs> I just know that started going off. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Is my phone okay? <laughs> Is we still recording? we good. we good. We're good. Uh, but yeah, Roman comes out, does a run in, hits the spear. Boom. Walks over to Heyman, reaches his hand out. Give me the title. I really his...
2: didn't see Paul handing him the belt. I thought he would have done something where he would have hugged it tighter.
0: That's kind of what I was thinking. It's like back away, and then the Usos are there and get yeah. it from him and give it to him.
2: That way, it didn't put Paul decisively in one corner or the other. But last night, they pretty decisively put him behind Roman. Oh yeah, especially with the you know the the meme that's going around where he's standing behind Roman with his hands in a praying <laughs> position, pretty much acknowledging Roman.
0: But yeah, he hits. You know, he just hands Roman the title and then stoink over the head Man with it. In the gimmick. Oh
2: the what?
0: It's in that one.
4: Lashley covers Lesnar.
0: One, two, three. Roman and Heyman leave out the... With another ref doing a run-in to make the count.
2: <laughs> when the refs on the whole damn thing. You, I see what want you to monitor.
0: Exactly. I mean, passing by Roman as Roman's leaving, Roman and... Roman and fucking Heyman walking up the ramp. Here comes that referee next to him. Just, chung. He's like, I got to make this count. Didn't you see the cheating going on? I got to make this count.
1: <laughs> it don't
2: I got to get, get my paycheck signed. Right. That's
1: the biggest thing with WWE. It don't got to make sense
4: no more. No, if it makes sense to Vince in his
0: word fucking hand, he's fine. And then number five, the MVP match of the night, I think, because it was fucking yeah, it was really good. Told a good story, Miz mm-hmm. and Maurice, Beth and Edge. I'm mm-hmm.
1: fucking proud of the way they worked that match.
4: It was a lot better. It, Michael ah. said it was going to be a sleeper match.
2: Okay, like Josh said, I called
4: that. I would <laughs> like to go ahead and
2: say, I would like to go ahead and put it out there that I was telling everybody that a match was going to be was going to exceed the expectations. And it
0: did. Yeah, I mean, Maurice even people, busted her ass.
2: People sleep, have slept on Maurice for a long time. She can work better than she's ever had to because she's always been put, to, put out there as a sex object. She never had to wrestle. She was just out there to look
0: at. Right. Mm-hmm. That's but
1: right. even when she did
2: wrestle, she, was,
1: she wasn't she was as bad as some of them. That...
0: I mean, there was Jackie a lot Adam. of them. <laughs> that, yeah. No doubt. She wouldn't have been fucking, what's his name, world's greatest tag team. That would have been. (laughs) But it carried its weight, for sure. Oh, I'm sorry. The world's greatest tag team was Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hello, Paige here. Oh. don't nobody know what the fuck you're talking about? You think nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about?
1: But his yes,
0: because the Usos talked about that shit on fucking SmackDown. <laughs>
4: uh, anyways, what was next? We're still talking about this shit. Well, let's still talk <laughs> about this
1: shit. No, God. Maurice hitting the Hurricane Rana. Yes, on edge. On, on edge. edge. That was, that was great. great.
4: That was awesome.
1: And then the whole fucking just finished moment with the, the, double,
2: the
4: spear, double glam
0: slam. The double glam <laughs> slams.
2: <laughs> no, hey, not did not. you notice when they made the pin, did you notice
0: what Beth did? Let Edge have the pin and backed off? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Once they hit the glam slam, she got up on her knee and she watched Edge mm-hmm. pin the Miz. And I thought that was kind of cool. Because a lot of times they would have both held the move. Both do the pin. Both, but that... To me, that was kind of like a husband wife respect thing. You know what I mean? Well, that
0: was one of those, hell, this is your shit. You get it.
2: I just thought that was a pretty cool oh, moment. Yeah. If anybody paid attention to that, I thought that, that was, nice.
0: was kind of neat. Now I'm curious to see what Beth me.
2: kicking out of
0: the brick shot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I he like that too. To. Oh, yeah. Nah. My th- My favorite thing that Beth did that was respect last night, the Ludovic on.
4: Oh, fun. yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't see that.
0: How did you not? It's on her face. Okay, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> did you sleep through the match? No, no, I gotta get up early in the
1: morning. I'm gonna
0: hit Oh, it. all right. Be good, buddy. We'll your finish up your Audi five
1: thousand.
0: We'll give everybody your top five. Right, love, love you, love buddy. You.
1: Yeah. Four thirty <laughs> comes fucking quick.
0: Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Buddy. Be good. Be careful.
2: Uh
0: okay, men's rumble. Uh main event. Total shit show. I had a fucking rapper. Oh,
1: it was a goddamn awful shit
2: show. I, I had a rapper.
4: <laughs> I had a Viper. Different Viper, though, than the one that we talked about earlier, though. Which I would have been fine with that if she entered the Rumble.
0: Your pick was Orton? Yep. That's respectable. Yeah. It's a good pick. All right, I'm Drew? just going to go through. I, I did sure. have Drew. I I thought I was looking good.
2: I for sure thought you were winning it until Brock was number 30.
0: All right, I'm just going to go through and list the names. uh, One through 10, you got AJ Styles and Nakamura to start off. I was like, okay. This is, okay. I was getting hot, hot, hot for that. And then Austin Theory come out, Bobby Roode, Ridge Holland, Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Sami Zayn, very next, Johnny Knoxville. One of the first texts I got from Tyler last night was as soon as that happened. He's like, Man, I heard the jackass music start. I popped, then I saw everybody, and I started laughing. Getting in of old. And he was throwing some good forearms. Goddamn right. He knocked AJ's dick in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then number 10, Angelo Dawkins. Uh, I'm surprised that they eliminated Nakamura and Rude both as quick as they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nakamura, if he's still dealing with the injury, I can see why they did,
2: but. Kind of like a, you know, just. Hey, be, let's get you out here in front seen. of everybody
0: and be seen. You can do some good shit with AJ. He can protect you where you ain't going to do nothing, but then we'll get you out pretty quick you after really that. you
2: want jackson drop in your head.
0: Right. Uh, 11 through 20 had Omos, who had a decent showing, you know, he big man in the rumble.
2: He's coming into his own. I I think he's going to be real good.
0: Well, you know, we're doing our top five big men. Maybe if we do this in another year or two, he'll be on the list. Very well. How about you had Omos, Ricochet, Chad Gable, Gable come out, and he started doing the whole, hey, wait a minute. You're doing this all wrong. Let's
4: get this guy out. directing traffic. Yeah, that
0: was the funniest thing is he tells Priest, you're the biggest guy in the match besides him. You get him first. (laughs) And he goes over there, Priest banging up on Omos and knocking the shit out of him. And then he finally eliminates him and has his back turned to everybody and goes like, all right, now let's go get him.
2: But did you notice what? what eliminated him it was the phenomenal forearm. AJ coming up behind so, everybody. The payoff is going to be AJ goes over at Mania. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, don't want to see that match. I know you don't want to see that match. Hell, nobody wants to see that match. But that's where it's going. Put on it in Saudi. Put on it
4: in Saudi because I really want to see like I want to see Edge and AJ at Mania. I think we're
2: getting Edge and Miss
4: again. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: No women. They'll say well, we'll leave the wives at home this time. I think it's gonna be a special attraction match. Yeah, stipulation. You know, what's hell? What's good, Jack? Flaming tables. Hmm. Something. You know what I mean. It's gonna be ladder match. Something. Retirement match. Bro, I mean, this could be like when it matters. I could beat you, and if you're not scared to put your career on the line.
0: Edge and, Edge and Miz both put their career on the and line.
2: And if I win, they got to put me in the Hall of Fame, Miz says.
4: That's nah, not, not bad. Not Roger or Manager Adam <laughs> Pierce comes up and <laughs> says, <since> You're on.
0: <laughs> okay, but then you get Dominic Mysterio. Look at this guy.
2: Yo, it's good.
0: Don't show your mom. Oh. Happy Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, Ricky Boogs.
2: He, he was the flex show, is what he was. He, he,
4: he, he, yes. he, he threw insane. He tree. hit a
2: press slam. And holding then, that he'd, on him. then he'd spend five minutes flexing until he grabbed somebody else.
0: Or when he had Ziggler up there and he's just holding him up there and then he starts like pressing him, just military press <laughs> overhead. Uh, Madcap Moss and Riddle round out the hey, top Randy. 20. I I 21 to 30, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, Otis, uh, Big poor, E. Poor Kofi. Botched his highlight spot. You know what? I'm I'm kind of glad he did. Because maybe they won't try to do that stupid shit no more. How can we keep him in the rumble? What can he do to not get eliminated?
4: Not much. He's done everything. Has he? Done the barricade. He's not had a
2: helicopter come down and give him a ladder.
4: See,
0: he handing done everything, Josh. (laughs) motherfucker. Unless they have an open arena. (laughs) I mean, you know what would have been been great?
2: You
0: You know what would have been great? If they would have got there and uh, Kofi got eliminated, 18, Otis eliminated there, if they would have had somebody, you know, a good size, like, hell, Boogs. If Boogs would have got eliminated right before Kofi. hmm Do the whole thing because they did this shit with Dana Brooke and the women's. Dana Brooke got knocked off, was going to get eliminated, and fucking Reggie caught her, put her back on, and she got back in. But they did that with Big E one year. Yeah, Big E caught Or Not catching.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Boogs gets eliminated. He's laying there. Kofi goes and, like gets knocked off onto him, feet first, onto his stomach, and he's like, mm. you know, gotcha. laying okay. there.
2: Like he's a rogue. Yeah. He's a buffer
0: deal. I got you. And, you know, he's standing there, he's like, bro. You know, like, what are you doing? Get off of me. He's like, hey, little help. Okay, you know. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Or, if he's like, laying there, because you know how fucking strong Boogs is, mm-hmm. let him just... Put his arms up, and Kofi gets knocked off the apron, just like taking a step back. Mm-hmm. and Boogs catches him, and he's like just floating there. Nobody knows why he's floating there, and it's because Boogs fucking has him up, you know. And then
2: take the camera around, and Boogs is like has a <laughs> exactly crazy, has a
0: crazy look. Uh, Otis at 25, Biggie 26, 27, the rapper Bad Bunny. <laughs> Michael it was hey, it,
2: it, it could have been a worse showing. I'll I'll say that.
0: Hey, hit the hit the fucking destroyer on riddle. It looked good. That looked bad. Did look good. Uh, twenty eight. Shane McMahon. Orton. Twenty nine. And then the eventual. The eventual. God, I couldn't say that fucking word. Did you hear that? Oh shit. The eventual winner, Brock Lesnar, at number thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh like I said, there was no real memorable Mom- moments in that sport. Nothing real memorable about either of the rumbles. I mean, you get those few little things like I mm-hmm. you know, the Dana Brooke getting knocked off into Reggie's arms and then other than that, there were no
4: The only big thing was uh, Mickey come out to the impact with the impact title. The Knockout title, which And the bad there thing, some...
0: there were no real big entrances either. No. Like you know what I mean? Like you get that the one guy that comes in, you're just like, oh my God, this guy, for real? I mean, the biggest one was Shane McMahon, and then Bad Bunny was unexpected because he's, like you said, he's the rapper. Mm-hmm. All right, they did play vignettes for Bad Bunny throughout because he did the thing for Booker T last mm-hmm. year. And the whole, you know, he's got some kind of tour that's kicking off here in America, and they talked about that, and, you know, the WWE alone, well, was Bad a Bunny, was a blah, play, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Right. And you think, you know, because that... The Booker T thing happened at the Rumble last year, so you're thinking, okay, they're just showing this because this is what happened. Okay. And then, fuck, this guy's really going to be in this thing? What the hell?
2: That's what I said when it was my number. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's
0: probably oh, could have no, been left for know. somebody else. Well, so is the Shane, though. Shane, too, yeah, Shane. But I mean, who else are they going to put in there? Because, I mean, no offense, but if you look down the list. There's a lot of mid cards. It's mid card. Eat. They
2: could have put Balor in either one of those. Vince hates Balor now. He's never liked Balor. They could have put Braun Breaker. They could put Tommaso Ciampa.
4: Now it's supposed to be the rumor that Ciampa was going to be in the real you room. You know what
2: I mean? They could have done something.
0: And this is how LA Knight could have made his debut. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you know that would have got a pop.
4: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hearing that heartbeat go off for Champa,
2: no one will survive. Psh, you imagine? you you imagine hearing forty thousand people barking
0: if Braun Breaker would have come out? Did you imagine how many people would have yelled if Scott
5: Steiner <laughs> would have come? Yeah, that, woo, holler
0: <laughs> if you hear me. I'd have popped. Oh yeah, I'd have marked out. But No, I mean you're expecting all this stuff. I mean, from the <laughs> forbidden door entrance, the. Was rumored for the Man, longest
2: time. I just knew it was going to be Cody. Especially
0: Man, I did when, too. Especially with the
2: day of with, or the day before where AJ. AJ called caught him, caught him, out. him out, yeah. He's like, you've been doing all these other promotions. What's the difference coming here?
4: I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, especially when he dropped the title to Sammy. I was like, oh, okay. I
0: mean. Remember
2: I said that last week? I said if they unify and it goes
4: to yeah, Sammy. Yeah, it was Sammy Cody wins.
0: Cody's showing up. And me and Ben were texting I think that's why I miss Big E getting eliminated Me and Ben texting back and forth And that's why he said He's like okay last two Which one's going to be the Or No he said uh, It's coming down I think there were Yeah the last four spots to come out And he's like You got Orton and three surprises Is one the forbidden door If so who is it He said is it Cody Is it Mox Or is it Jericho Yeah either one of them would have got a huge reaction he said, Cody mocks Jericho. And I said, Cody, I said, I think he's going to get his dad's copyrights. He's like, <laughs> Ben asked me, he's like, is this a deal you've heard? And I'm like, thinking to myself, bro, I'm not some fucking insider. Yeah. I'm like, that's just the way I see it going. He's going to want to come and get his dad's shit. And he's like, hey, I won't take no money for this shot. Give me them copyrights.
2: Don't give me any zeros behind a number. Give me my dad's copyrights.
0: Yep, He made those. Those are his Give me the
2: creation. names that were my dad's brainchild.
4: Right. You don't use these. You didn't come up with these. You don't
0: care about them. I Man, didn't. They
2: use a couple of them. But you know what Once I mean? Once
0: a year. That NXT used a couple of them. The only thing Vince used was a Great American Bash. And then he renamed that to just the Bash.
4: And then they stopped using it. I think the last Bash was 2009. But they could
2: give them, you know, like, this last one was called what? Beach Break? Beach Break. They could yeah, have, they have they that. Gonna they could have Bash at they, the, the Beach? They could have that called Bash at the Beach. That was a dusty thing. hmm You know, they could have, they could have Starcade. Mm-hmm. God, Stargate. And AEW, you think, I think they would make that a big deal. Oh, you know what I wish with... they
0: would do? I wish they would do it. And, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but this is one that I grew up with, and I loved it, the Battle Bowl and Lethal Lottery.
2: Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I love Clash of the Champions because there's always a pay-per-view on TV. Yes. And it was always good. Clash of the Champions always delivered. You could always... Damn sure bet Arn Anderson was gonna defend that T V title.
4: God damn right.
2: And put some spy to the pie, baby.
4: Man, that T V title was so pretty.
0: Oh man, the NWA television title on the, the fucking red, red leather. Red leather. Oh, oh god. god. That was one of my belt designs. That was my number one. Number two was the I C strap on the white leather.
2: Well, yeah, the top five on your favorite belts? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my number one's the the eagle. Which one? The winged eagle or the big eagle? The winged eagle. not yes. The big eagle. I just... To mm-hmm. me, that belt's just classic. It's just... Mm-hmm. It was so simplistic beautiful. It was just... Yeah. Absolutely. It was gorgeous. It's like the big gold. You know what I mean? It's just iconic. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because the names that carried it. But.
0: Well, all right, guys. <laughs> we're not going to go... Yeah, rails. <laughs> trust me. Uh, we're not going to go over in any of the uh, Raw, SmackDown, none of the AEW stuff. We just... We figure since we did the Rumble pre-show, pre-game, go home show last week, the Rumble moments, we just talk about talk about the Rumble, what we thought about it and I mean, hell, you you can pretty much tell from the time I pushed record to start this thing what we thought about it. I told them it's going to be the shortest episode ever. The Rumble was shit. Thanks for listening. <laughs> that,
2: it's like like you said they could have done so much more.
0: They could have, and it's like they're scared to. I mean, it's like, okay, kind of like with fucking NXT. You get NXT, and just because the ratings aren't as high as you want, you got to, oh, we got to completely revamp everything. Get rid of all those indie guys that nobody's heard of. Right. And now it's the worst ratings it's ever had, but the only reason you did that is because you thought you
4: you had to go against AEW for whatever reason, just to toot your own horn. And then when they
2: went draft... Because Vince is good at, or he assumed he
0: could do a competition again. I mean, NXT was always Tuesdays. Dude. And then they decide they want to change Wednesday whenever it's rumored that that's when AEW was going to be, before AEW had their show. Yeah. So they can make it be like, oh, well, AEW's trying to go against us. They can't beat us. Ha, ha, ha. And then AEW kicks their ass, and they're like, well, we weren't going against those guys anyway. We're going to move marathon. to Tuesday. It's a, a marathon.
4: No, it's and
2: crap. AEW was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Watch <laughs> these numbers. <laughs>
0: And the bad thing is, if they would have done that from the start, if you'd have had Raw Monday, NXT Tuesday, AEW Wednesday, Palette Cleanser Thursday with no wrestling, that's when you can watch Impact or whatever if you want to. And then Friday, you got SmackDown, <coughs> then Rampage. Then you got the weekend for pay-per-views or premium live events. Or was
2: Ring of Honor it would be right. Saturdays.
0: And you had that deep breath where you could just kind of digest everything to get ready for Monday. Mm -hmm. I mean, hell, do you know when I was a kid, I would have dreamed and loved fucking wrestling every day of a week? My dad
2: would have had our cable turned off. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no fucking doubt man I mean I used to sneak and watch wrestling when I was a kid I would close the door and turn the TV
2: now, on I'll, now I'll give my dad this when we were, it was Sundays 605 he'd always be like hey get in here boy mm-hmm. he wouldn't let me miss that Sunday 605 time slot we, we watched WCW every Sunday 605
0: and WCW Saturday night, the Mothership, 6.05 every Saturday, unless the Braves were playing. Then they would be early, and the Braves would be on at 7.05. Yes.
2: <laughs> Everything was against – like, around the Braves and the Hawks back then.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I was okay with that. because I'm still a Braves fan. Oh, yeah. But all right, guys, there's our uh, Rumble review. Uh Uh, We'll be right back. We'll go over our top five list this week is the top five big men. Uh, Will had to leave, so we'll just read off his real quick first. So uh, we'll be right back. All right, guys. So Will's not with us right now, but uh, it's me and Josh sitting here with the Serpent Assassin, Brandon Watley. Brandon, how you doing tonight, buddy?
5: I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Thanks for having me.
0: Man, we appreciate you coming on, buddy. We uh, it's been
4: a while since we've had a guest, so was, we're really excited about this.
5: Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah, we uh, actually, whenever we have a guest on, we call it uh, the segment. We call it "Tales of a Shitty Indie Worker." So you're this week's shitty indie worker. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
5: I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, so just some quick basics, man. What part of the world are you from?
5: I'm originally from Anderson, Alabama, but as of right now, I live in Douglasville, Georgia, which is an hour and 20 minutes away from Anderson, Alabama.
0: Okay, so you, uh, did you move for wrestling or was it something else that caused you to move that way?
5: A little bit of both. I moved both for wrestling and to find better opportunity, like job opportunities and whatnot that's not in Alabama.
0: Okay. I got you. I got you. So, uh, okay. Keeping going with the basics, you know, how old are you? How long have you been working? You know, stuff like that, buddy.
5: All right. Well, I'm 29 years old and I've been working since early 2015. So I started training in 2014 under eighth haven at pro south wrestling okay and around the four five five month mark um he's seen that uh i could do the bases and stuff take bumps uh take an ass whooping all of that other good stuff oh yeah so he had a random pair of fatigues laying around and took a punisher mask and he was like uh hey man there's uh something that i would like for you to do on show days you know do this mass gimmick. Um, go work some of the guys, you know, give them a, a easy match and you'll get your feet wet at the same time. It was like this will also help get um, this will also help your development as in like as in like as you move around and like the ring and stuff and get aware and get better acquainted performing in front of the audience and whatnot. So by the time you finally debut as yourself you already got some got some time under your belt. So I did that for about... How long did I do that for? I did that for about eight to ten months before okay. I was finally able to have my first matches myself.
0: Okay, so you were already almost a year in before you were actually you.
5: Nice. Right, right, right. Um, well... Yeah, it was it was about the year marked. So at Pro Soft Wrestling I was doing uh the, the Math and the fatigue gimmick thing. And I wanna say like later on that year, um Daryl's this show in uh Weisberg, Georgia. And Weisberg, Georgia Weisberg, Georgia, excuse me, is known for uh, shitty indie wrestling. So
0: Okay, sounds like we'd be uh-huh. perfect down there.
5: <laughs> Say it again.
0: I said, that sounds like we'd be perfect down there.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> when I hopped in the car one time just to go check out the show and whatnot with some other guys. And Ace Haven was booked on that show. And as you know, cars subject to change. Walked in the show, so I'm chilling and whatnot. And then he goes, um, Hey, by go get your stuff out the car because uh, Eli Dan needs an opponent for first match. And I was like, okay, cool. It was like, um, you you got your like your regular gear right, not the Max of fatih. I was like, oh, I got everything. He was like, all right, well, just roughing as you tonight. Let's see what happens. And I was like, okay, cool. So that was my first time wrestling as myself. It was like late 2015. Yeah. I don't know the exact nice. month. But I know it was some, it was a couple of months before Eli Daniels had his uh, truck accident. Oh, okay. And then after that, my um, my job at the time had messed up my schedule where they switched me on a whole nother shift. So I couldn't wrestle for a while. I was still able to train because we were trained on Sundays around that time. So by the time the springtime came around, they put me back on first shift where my evenings was opening and my weekends was open. So by the time April rolled around, I was able to just be myself everywhere that I went.
0: Okay, awesome. So uh, going back, what got you into pro wrestling? What Was there one particular person that you saw and you were just like, man, I want to be like that guy? Or
5: Yeah, it was uh, Booker T. So even though i'm a 90s baby born in 92 i missed out on the monday night wars because my mom tried to keep me away from wrestling and a lot of other stuff i was already watching like power rangers and like superhero shows and whatnot so i don't know she just kept wrestling away from me for a long time from 2001 rolled around and this is the WAF versus the Alliance angle. So the only thing that's the only wrestling that's around is WAF and independent wrestling. And nobody even knows that independent wrestling even exists around that time. Because, shoot, in the South, we really wasn't even using the internet. Like that around the time, like some people were, some people wasn't. I definitely wasn't. Right. I walked, I walked in on my cousin watching the episode of SmackDown, and it was the Dudley Boys versus the Rock and Kurt Angle for the main event. That's what I walked in on. So that's a hell of like a main was, event to walk in say on. Again? That's
0: a hell of a main event to walk in on. That's a good one.
5: Yeah, walked in on that. Like what I seen, and I was hooked from there. So and around that time, me and my mom we was couch surfing with, like, different family member houses. So finally, we, finally my mom got her own apartment and a couple of weeks later, she got cable. So I'm sitting in my room watching cartoons and whatnot, and I turned to UPN by complete mistake. Because, <laughs> Well, I'm bored. So a couple of sitcoms come on, go off, Smackdown comes on. I'm like, hold on. This is what my cousin was watching at one time. So... Boom, watching SmackDown every week. And uh, the first person that caught my eye was Rob Van Dam. So he was automatically a favorite. There you go. And around that time, everybody that was under the, under the Alliance banner had quote-unquote got fired and left he was a champion. So I didn't see Booker T until like a whole another month. So So Booker T was automatically my favorite when I first seen him. So then two years went by. He's in that feud with Triple H going into WrestleMania 19 Mm -hmm. that I would like to forget about. But the one thing that caught my eye was um, the hype package after he won at Battle Royal. Mm. The hype package on how he was the youngest of, I think it was 8, 13, however many films he had. He was the youngest of them, lost his mom at a young age, grew up in urban area in Houston, and I was like, yo, that, that almost sounds like me. I'm the only child with my mom. My father figure at the time was my granddad, and I lost him at an early age. I lost him when I was seven. Mm. And, he, and I was <clears throat> me and him, me. I was closer to him than any other family member. So losing him at seven, I could almost relate to Booker at five. Right. So i'm like okay i'm i was from an urban area in like a small town and a lot of people don't know about Anderson, alabama that's one of them areas you you don't you don't fuck around in so so growing up there was tough like it's not birmingham and montgomery tough but it's almost there so I grew up in the urban area. He grew up in the urban area. I lost somebody at an early age. He lost somebody in an early age. Then, this is what really got me. He went to prison for armed robbery. And I'm 10 years old watching this. But as a young black male at 10 years old, I already know. When black males go to prison and come out, they usually don't bounce back in society. So the fact that Booker T went to prison... Got out, didn't do anything stupid to go back. Thankfully, Stevie Ray saved him. What got him in wrestling.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: So seeing that as a 10-year-old boy, I'm like, he's a black male that went to prison and bounced back to society. And people don't, I'm not going to say people don't look at him as a criminal, but like, people see him on TV this big oversized black male wolf dreads. Like, that's a. I don't have dreadlocks, but I had a lot of friends <laughs> that did. So that was a perfect re- re- representation for me. So I'm like, if he can do all that and succeed in wrestling, then I could do that too. Mind you, that before that, I didn't even know about his WCW career. Well, I kinda knew that he was there because he was all he was always doing a the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time WCW champion thing. But when you start watching the product in two thousand one, like I did, you're conditioned at WCW is the devil. So I'm like, Booker T's my favorite, but he worked for the enemy. So he got a, you know, he gonna have to prove himself over here. So just seeing him just overcome all that before he got in wrestling, I didn't even care about his wrestling career. I'm like, if he could do all that, then get in wrestling and succeed, then I definitely can make it out of this and do something and succeed at it. For me, it was sports, because I didn't think I would be able to find somebody that will train me for wrestling, because I'm from Anderson, Alabama. Who's doing training in Alabama? Wow. We had a indie promotion around that time when I was at that age, but then that promoter died and nobody wanted to handle that, so they just let that go. Thankfully, Ace Haven started his promotion because him and a bunch of young dudes, they wasn't getting chances to work anywhere, and luckily his dad owned the ring in a building, so they decided to start their own thing, book their own stuff, and then the point of Pro South was once that show got established young talent that has a hard time finding bookings or just anything because they just want to develop and hone their craft that's what that show was for hell yeah so thank god for pro self and the havens and thank god I got to see Booker T's backstory because for the longest I'm just like yo this dude's dope at wrestling <laughs> but this dude overcome obstacles in like real life outside of wrestling before wrestling as a black male in America, and a lot of people, a lot of people should know by now that like it, one of the hardest thing in America is being a black male. Being black is hard, but being a black male, that's that, that that's a that's a totally different battle within itself. So seeing Booker T around the time period that he was raised in, overcome all that, that was enough motivation to to make me think I can overcome any obstacle. Yeah, And absolutely. if I ever become a wrestler, then shoot, I could do it too.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Because imagine, you're probably one of so many young black males that he probably inspired and are uh, joining in his, uh, his path, you know, becoming a wrestler or just being in sports in general and just trying to live a good life. So, he was an inspiration to many. Absolutely.
5: Right, right. He was he was definitely an inspiration for me. And um, a humbling experience is when I finally got to meet him. Oh, that's awesome. So you, got, you got to meet him? Yeah. Yeah, I finally got to meet him. Um, back in 2018, I was supposed to be booked for this show in Memphis. And they literally canceled on me two days prior to the show. Oh, wow. So, I went to Pro South, and uh, Dukes was like, hey, man, um, you excited about performing in Memphis for the first time? I was like, I ain't, I'm ain't, i not even going. They canceled me out the show last minute. So this guy named James Hardy, he was like, well, you should come to Rome, Georgia, to the Legends of Wrestling event. You know, there's a seminar uh, tomorrow. I was like, a seminar? Who's hosting it? He was like, Booker T. And I was like, Book? My idol? Like, are you serious? <laughs> it was like, yeah, man, you you should definitely come. So, I went. So mind you, I went as a student. And Booker T is super cool, very detailed, you know, smart, very smart. But why you sitting here teaching and dropping knowledge on us? Eight, nine, ten year old fanboy me is like. Try not to have the fool. <laughs> that's the hardest thing ever. Yeah. I'm just sitting here trying to listen to what he's saying, and and, and, and fanboy me is like, hey, man, let's all have a spin contest. Like, that's what I'm thinking, but I'm trying to stay calm. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's awesome. That
4: is so awesome. Yeah.
0: I'm glad he was able to live up to your expectations of what you thought he would be, though.
5: Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, why, yeah, Booker being my inspiration and just watching his career um, as it went on, then being able to sit under his learning tree, it was definitely awesome. Uh, something that I realized that um, he doesn't get credit for that I don't think anybody really paid attention to, and I figured this out by just playing SmackDown versus Raw 2008. So, have you have you guys ever played that game? Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, definitely.
5: So, do you remember when during the loading screens they'll be pulling up the accolades of like superstars and whatnot? Yeah. Something that Booker T never got credit for that he was a grand he's he was a <clears throat> Grand Slam champion in both WWE and WCW. Oh shit! He was. <clears throat> that's
4: right. That's. Yeah, the U.S., the television, the world, the tag w, WCW. and WCW.
5: Yeah, the... and then went to WWE and did it all over again.
0: Oh, wow. He might be one of... I was about to say, two. he's probably one of the only people to have ever done that.
5: Yeah, I, I think he is the only person to do that.
4: That's crazy. I
5: yeah. mean, I could be wrong, but that's the only person that I know of that done that. And he doesn't get... He doesn't get any credit for that. People no. just go, Boomer T was fucked." What, what was it, six-time world champion, and, you know, he was highly entertaining, highly inspirational to the black community, and that's it. Like, yeah, that's great and all, but, like, when it comes, but Grand Slam champion and two companies, yeah. two white, they were rival companies at that. Like, that's crazy. Yeah,
4: exactly. That's yeah. incredible.
0: And doing it in WCW when he was there, that's one of those. It was definitely a Southern promotion. So for a black guy to do that there, that's one of those. Based out of Atlanta?
5: Yeah. Yeah, a black guy from Texas that achieved all that. Like, what? Like, you would think like DDP or somebody would accomplish that first, but nope.
4: so we've, we've talked about your career we've talked about your inspiration into the business what about matches what's in your career that you've had so far what's uh, one of the few matches that stands out to you as your best work
5: few matches to man i never really sat down and thought about that um shoot
4: or to kind of not put you on the spot who's one of your favorite opponents to work with
5: um trevor eon and uh eric Silva, and they don't get enough credit for their work
0: Yeah, um, i don't know eric but i know
5: trevor the two favorites that yeah, i like I, to work. what were you about to say
0: i said i don't know eric but i know trevor i was uh there was one show that i was supposed to have worked him at and i had to wind up canceling that one so i was disappointed i never got to work with him
5: Yeah, so him and Eric Silva, they're a part of this group called the Left Hand Path, and um, people need to wake up on Eric Silva. I think that knee injury he suffered years ago might have hurt him, and a lot of people just don't pay attention to him for some reason, which is weird because ProSoft is on YouTube live every Friday. Like, that's free wrestling free independent wrestling for you right there yeah i see, uh, I see
4: chris crunk post about that all the time like us it looks like such a good show i gotta watch we gotta watch it
5: oh yeah it's a dope show um sometimes it has this uh problems with like production but it's an independent show they we, we everybody's been there. but yeah those are two guys i like to work who who else who else um, I like working a uh, big smooth he's based out of Alabama too okay Um, at one point in time it was this guy named Julius Pryor when he was in a full form I'm not gonna say he's not in full form now I just haven't seen him lately but at one point in time he was clicking on all cylinders anytime we wrestled each other it it was magic at one point in time we tagged and that was based off on an idea from a fan
4: oh wow oh, nice
5: yeah yeah what was it uh me and sean christopher was a tag team and um julius perr who had started training wolf ace haven before he started training under somebody else we had teased that he was going to be in a group with us but then i turned heel that night and then several months went by, and a couple fans like, hey, man, I was really excited for y'all to be a trio together, but it's something that you turned heel, because I, cop- I was just wondering what would it be like if you and Prior teamed up, you know, just y'all to a tag team match. And I was like,
4: hmm. We might just give him what
5: he wants. Yeah, I, I was like, hmm, that-, that wouldn't be a bad idea. It ended up happening at another show, because... Well, just can't get prior at, at Pro South. We could not get him back at Pro South for some reason. Maybe it was scheduling or something. I don't know. Right. But it happened at a, another show. Another show needed tag teams. Uh, it was New Air Wrestling. Matter of fact, in Jasper, Alabama, they was all, they already had prior as a regular on their show. I was trying to find a way to ease on the show, and then um. We did an experiment at a whole other show where we went and wrestled a regular tag team at some little shitty show, um, and we just experimented with that, and then one of the guys from New Air was there. He was like, hey, we'll put in word for um, put in word for y'all coming in the team and see what happens, and we did it, and it was up from there.
0: Hell yeah. That's what,
5: that's yeah, what but it's nothing like us working each other, because like... If you're familiar with Tekken, if you have to take Eddie and pull him out the video game and put him in wrestling, that's Julius Pryor.
4: Oh, okay, that' <laughs> nice.
5: Yeah, like like literally take Eddie and Christy out the game and put them in wrestling, and that's Julius Pryor. Okay. And so wrestling him is a lot of fun. Tagging with him is, has, has his peak shoe, but wrestling him is a it's a lot of fun because. We just go out there and do whatever. I already have my martial arts style. He has his martial art style, but he's like super agile with it. So, yeah, it's it's amazing the ability that he has. Um, who else do I like the wrestle? I don't I don't get a chance to wrestle a lot of people on an often basis, but. Like I said, Trevor Ian and Eric Silva, those are guys that I've been, I I got to work a lot over the past couple of years lately. Only because I'll go to a show, one of them or both of them or their whole group will show up, and then they'll find out that we all used to, I used to feud with their group with somebody else at Pro South at one point in time, so... If they all pop up at another show and then I'm there, boom, I'm in a feud with them again. So it just happens all <laughs> over the place. It went from Pro South to New Era, and now it's uh, Southern Vols Wrestling in Athens, Georgia.
0: Oh, wow. Nice. <clears throat> well, all right, man. We uh, What have you got coming up? What, uh, what all different shows do you have coming up here in the next little while? I know you're at uh, RCW this coming Saturday.
5: Yeah, that's right. I got R.C.W. this Saturday. Um, Pro Soft Wrestling, uh, that's Friday. That's every week. Okay. Let's see what I have after that. Um, So, February 12th. So, New Era Wrestling is going to be at Comic-Con in Birmingham, Alabama, instead of Jasper. And they're going to have their show earlier in the day. So, I'm going to do that. And then... I'ma get in my car and drive like a bat out of hell to sudden Violence Wrestling in Athens, Georgia, yeah. that night. Okay. And um, what do I have after that? Uh, the week after that is Pro South and RCW again because RCW is every first and third Saturday. Um. And then at the end of the month, which is the last weekend, is Pro South is usually on Fridays. Like I said, that's every week. Russell South, okay. Russell South is uh, somewhat, they're a fairly new promotion in uh, North Alabama. Okay. So I'm going to be there. And I think that's the 26th of this month. So I'm going to be there on the 26th. And Georgia Independent uh, Wrestling, wait, is it Georgia Independent? Georgia Independent, GIPW. I, I can't think of the name to save, their, save my life. But GIPW, they run once a month on a Sunday. Okay. okay, they're they're based in the Warner Robins, Georgia. they um originally in Macon. Then they got a bigger venue, moved there. Their anniversary show is uh, the twenty seventh of this month, so I'm going to be there as well.
0: You got a full schedule coming up, yeah, there, man! You Hell yeah!
5: <clears throat> oh yeah, I got a. I nearly have a full schedule up until. May, and it's mainly it's mainly Pro South, Southern Boston Wrestling, RCW, and GI PW, and whatever open weekend I have. Um, I went to Russell South for the first time this past weekend, and I'm just gonna squeeze squeeze them in the opening, uh, the opening week, so unless something else comes up.
0: Okay, that sounds like a plan. Heck yeah. <clears throat> Well, before, you, before we
4: let you go, what is one piece of advice you would like to give to any aspiring young uh, people that's trying to get into the business?
5: One piece of advice? Um, shut your ass up and listen. All uh, right? Be yes. a sponge. Be one to learn. And um, if you keep your mouth closed long enough, not only will you learn... The do's and the don'ts of wrestling, but you'll learn who's full of shit and who's not. That is true, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, you you could you'll learn who you can trust and who to keep at a distance.
0: Yeah, that's one thing right there that people nowadays don't know. That's one of the first things I was taught: just sit down, shut up, and listen. Yep.
5: Yeah, yeah. When I was told the be quiet and listen listen more than you talk you know i thought it was mainly just in ring advice i had to learn about that last part the hard way who's full of shit and who's not right who to trust and who to keep at a distance because you got those cutthroat folks with big egos that think that everybody's out for their spot and it's like no there's a literally a way or we can all win you know, everybody can't make it to the big dance. Exactly, but but that, shoot, um, doesn't mean
4: you still can't have this, fun and you know make some good stories and meet some good people along the way.
5: Right, right, right. There's still some dudes that made a a solid living off the indies.
4: Yeah, and it's getting, oh, yeah. it's a it's a bigger market now.
5: Yeah, the indies is a crazy market now like if you can't make it to the big dance but you can make your name on the indies and make decent money then that's okay too everybody has different goals um yeah everybody has different goals everybody has different places they want to do you know some people want to get to the big dance some people realize they can't make it to the big dance and they just deal with just being on the indies because well you got way more freedom and you can have more fun That's you true. know
0: oh yeah
5: you hear about storytelling how the E is very strict on stuff and then how AEW Impact and all these other spots are laid back <laughs> and then you got the indies where you got 100% freedom over yourself. You still got to do what the promoter tells you to do, but you know, it's your own character, you know, your own merchandise. Like, 90% of you, the other 10% is the promoter's vision of what they have in mind for the event. And if you don't like it, just go through that one night and then just leave and you don't have to go back. So... There's that. Like, you're not on the contract, so if you don't like whatever show that you're at, just perform, give those people their money's worth, and then just don't go back.
0: Yeah. That's another thing a lot of people don't take into account. They'll They'll go, and they'll go to these shows, and they'll let it affect them, and they'll go back week after week not thinking, well, I just don't have to go back. I can go somewhere else, but they just have it in their mind. I have to wrestle, I have to wrestle, so they keep going to the same shit over and over again.
5: Absolutely. Yeah, that, that used to be me Like a lot of this stuff I'm saying is I seen it Or I experienced myself There's been times where I was unhappy with a show And I just kept going and going And going and going And then I would see somebody else that's like Way unhappy And then they'll just quit wrestling all together And then That's when one of the older vests was like You know Just finish out the angle And then just take a break
4: yeah, because people don't realize.
5: And then mm-hmm. after your break, you can either go back and see that things change or you can talk to the promoter and see if there's stuff can improve or you can just not go back. Yeah, because... Like, you're not on the contract, but the honorable thing will be to just finish out the angle.
4: Right. Absolutely. Just get the respect for the promoter because if you continue to do that, it's not only going you're burn yourself out, like you said, and just some people might just quit the business altogether, but it's going to affect all the other workers in the locker room, and the fans are going to see it, too.
5: Yeah, yeah, like, that literally happened in Alabama a few years ago. Like, there's there was one time where a certain show I seen a bunch of unhappy people. And then they went and wrestled, and it showed that they didn't want to be there. The fans seen it. Then you got the smart marts that want to get involved. And then you got some of the sad idiots that will get them involved. So now the whole place don't turn into one toxic, emotional, emotional place. And it's like, yeah, let's all just get away from here. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a, that's, a, that's another thing. Um, Let me what you tell people. If they don't know anything about wrestling, unless they get in it, then don't tell them nothing. Unless you, unless he's like your parents or something, you' close with him, like close family or something, right? Right. But like, other than that, like you can't you can't tell friends everything because yeah, you can bring your friends as fans, but if you give them too much info, they gonna start drama. Seen that happen too. Oh yeah. And the last thing you need is some drama friends that's not even involved in wrestling that's causing trouble at shows that's going to just irritate everybody else. That's going to irritate other fans. It's going to irritate workers and it's going to hurt that show in the long run.
4: And eventually it's going to hurt. The booker's going to get mad and then that's going to be your spot. You're going to lose your bookings because of it.
5: Right. Right. That too. And if all the promoters in that state of area get long, then you going to lose a potential spot in, like, that whole area.
0: Right. And if the drama gets too bad, then the people in the crowd will stop going and it'll affect the show like that.
5: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I've definitely seen that. It, it started with one dude being unhappy. Then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, his friends seen that he was unhappy. Then, all of a sudden, his friends knew what was going on that made him unhappy. But then, that included other people. Like, I kid you not. One time, I ended up in some drama and didn't even know I was in drama. Just because a group of friends didn't like what was going on with the show. And just because and for some reason everybody thought I was close with the promoter. Or really I wasn't. I was just one of those people where I got along with everybody, but I knew I knew my boundaries. I knew not to steal my boundaries. So it seemed like I was cool with everybody. But really I just kept my distance. And all of a sudden, you got a group of group of smart marks fans and rufflers that's mad about something that's not even that's not even it then ain't mad at, mad about this show next thing you know two thirds of a crowd don't just drain out based off on some nonsense drama just cause of one crybaby when all he had to do was just leave
0: yeah it's sad that that happens because it happens too much cause I've had experiences just like that in shows up in this area
5: yeah, but see, this what uh, this, it, it happened at Pro South one time. And I was like, I was having a blast at Pro South. Next thing so you know, a new show started up, like, not too far away from Pro South. And then all of a sudden, that's when all the drama started. Good and, it was, uh, and it was, and then, shoot, it, it was, it was, it was crazy, man. And it happened, it don't just, and it happens everywhere i've seen it happen online at a show at mississippi matter of fact it was two shows two shows same time and like three dudes. like it was crazy and it happens everywhere i wish stuff like that didn't happen so often
0: yeah yeah it happens way too much because you get that one person that wants to start the drama and then it just continues and spirals and snowballs and Then everybody's like, "Fuck this shit," and not wanting to do anything, and and then you realize you don't know who you can trust or who you know, who's gonna start something with you whenever you go to this show, that show, and everything else.
5: Yeah, man, it's insane. And what and what sucks is when it comes to independent wrestling. If you subtract all of that, there's like potentially so much fun you can have in independent wrestling, especially with the creative minds of people that have, like, ideas for, like, storylines and whatnot. And then nowadays, we got all these um, anime fans that's in wrestling and whatnot. So with the anime fans that are wrestlers that have been around a minute, and now they know exactly how it works know exactly how to get people over you can like you could do so you can get so creative with like storylines and matches and whatnot like and with independent wrestling if people just back off sit down shut up and then just watch observe and think Like when you actually like learn like the ins and outs of wrestling and then like the and then like how to put stories together and matches and then like you could get the like the vision of a promoter of which way he's trying to go and like and like just all the possibilities of how you could like of like what you could just do with a show. Like uh let's take our like let's take RCW for example. All right. I would just I would just ask Tyler, you know, hey, who you got in mind that um I could be in a feed with and he'll go such and such. And I was like, okay, how long do you think, you know, we could drag it out? Um with it being a bi weekly show, it was like, Okay, maybe two, three, four months. And then last year I watched Naruto for the first time okay watch the whole series the whole, that's the first anime that i watched from start to finish and like now i get a lot of like creative ideas from that show like i'll take wrestling and mix it with anime and then i'll just go okay <clears> to <throat> what if what if i took this arc this segment from this story arc this segment from this wrestling story arc this segment from these t- this one anime story arc and then just put it in one and boom we got a story with this dude
0: hell yeah <laughs> so uh with the stuff you're doing at RCW right now how you like working with Zach Die?
5: um I like working with easy, and um uh, it's a challenge at the same time cause uh from the looks of it, I'm thinking he's like it's like um it's like Tyler wasn't really for sure like what route to go.
0: Uh-huh.
5: And then like he need we we he needs a top baby he needs a new baby face to move up in the card. And I'm like, okay, I have an idea on how, you know, to get this dude from point A to point C, to point E, to maybe H. So it's like, there's a challenge in that, plus like, hmm. like I said, working with Zach is easy. But right. like, coming up with ideas, and um, putting together a story, that's the, that's the actual challenge. And then like, the blow-off that I had in mind, it'll be a blow-off we can do, and then at the same time, it could be something we can return to later on down the road if it ever came down to it. Okay. I
4: I think it's really cool because when a promoter or a booker has a vision and you can get their vision to what they want, but also make it sense to your character and to the storyline itself, that way everybody
5: win right 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 De- definitely do that and sometimes i have to snatch ideas from like anime and sometimes i'll snatch ideas from like a, a whole nother indie wrestling show i could see something that would catch my eye and go dang that would go crazy at uh at such and such show like i might see it in mississippi and i'll go let me see if i could try this scene Chasworth or Warner Robbins or Acton's or Piedmont or
0: Jasper and see what happens. Okay.
5: And then at the same time, I'll try to get a feel on, you know, what what what, what is the crowd like? Like, what's the crowd into nowadays? Because um, growing up, growing up watching WWE during like the ruthless aggression era. There's some stuff i didn't pay attention to like i didn't pay attention to the fact that mvp was getting his persona based on athletes that was currently in the nba in the nfl and major league baseball i had no clue right which which, which um which answered my question on why i couldn't hate this dude growing up i'm like yo this dude has the attitude on like an athlete and I'm an athlete like around that time I was in like 7th and 8th grade playing football and he had the persona on like Terrell Owens and Alan Iverson and Chad Ochocinco. and I'm like I can't hate this dude and that answered the question then um, John Cena during the, the the Doctor of Thug and Numbers days I had no clue that part of his persona came from Eminem and G on it and they was a big thing around that time. So all he did was take a piece of a culture that was popular in hip hop and just brought it into wrestling. Okay. And since he was already, since I was already into stuff like that anyway, myself, friends and like hip hop fans, hip hop music fans in general, the you turn on SmackDown, he go, huh, look at this dude acting like he a part of G-Unit. Or he, like, slim shady sidekick or something. Right. But it was entertaining. So, then when you get, then when you actually get their, their side on, why well, they decide to go that direction? Oh, well, I recognize fans like this around this time. So I just took this and added this to the character. Then there was fans that were fans of this particular genres music so then I took that and added this to the character nowadays a lot of people like fans of anime and you got people like Sasha Banks and um Selena Selena Vega cosplaying every chance they get and people go crazy over it so it's like I'll try to pick up on what the crowd likes what they're really not into And then I'll try to take something that's popular to them and try to include it either in a match or a storyline or something. Or maybe a characteristic.
0: Okay, well, kind of going off what you were just saying about the cosplay and everything, that'll just kind of transition into uh, Sasha. You know, she had the Sailor Moon gear at the Royal Rumble the other night.
5: Yeah. Did you uh, watch? Selena Vega, she'll dress up as a. Madara Uchiha, which is a villain from Naruto.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, did you watch the Rumble? What did you think of how everything went down?
5: Uh, to be honest, I didn't watch the Rumble because uh, Saturday night I was at Wrestle South, And then when I got home, I completely forgot to watch it. But then I was in then in a couple of group chats. Everybody was bitching about how Brock Lesnar won a rumble, and I was confused because I could have sworn he was WWE champion. But come <laughs> To find out he lost it, then everybody was mad about Ronda Rousey coming back and winning. And I'm like, uh, well, thanks for spoiling it. Now I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't even watch the rumble. Usually, the rumble is like something super exciting, but then. I watched a couple of people review it. And then they'll just break it down. And then I'll go, eh, I probably wouldn't like it. So.
0: Yeah, the rumble, it's always one of my favorite pay-per-views. And uh, we had a few people over. We were watching it. And all everything went down. And how everything happened, we're just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs>
4: yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too, too thrilled, to say the least.
5: Yeah, so... I just would have been disappointed and thought it was a waste of time. So, what's that guy's name? It's a YouTube page, Wrestling Premiere? I think that's his name. Yeah, that's the guy that covered it. And so I just watched a review from him. And I'm like, yep. I would have been disappointed. Especially the, the Lashley and... Lesnar outcome, I personally felt like they should have saved that for WrestleMania.
0: I think it would have been better, That's people have been
5: waiting on for years, but then you just get it at the Rumble, and it's like, okay.
0: They actually <laughs> had a really good match, too, leading how everything was going before they had Roman come out for that finish. Yeah, it was then
5: really yeah. yeah. And then that, that would have got on my nerves, too, because I'm like, we couldn't just let the Lashley and Brock Lesnar thing just be... Lashley and Lesnar. Like why couldn't it be Biggie and Lesnar and Lesnar just hold the title until Romania and then Lashley gets it back then? Like that that would've been fine.
0: Yeah, I think that would've been real
5: good. Yeah, but that's what we got. So, you know, a lot most of the time I usually don't watch W E nowadays. Like I try to keep up with with what's going on. But at one point in time, I want to say like 2016 or 17, when I would watch it, I would mess around and watch a match, and then end up trying to do some stuff like that week at a show. Right. Like, nah, I, I, I shouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we used to have people come in all the time. Hey, I was watching TV the other day. I'm going to try this. <laughs> you...
5: No, nah, I would definitely take an attitude era match and like do the, do that whole match from start to finish, or like a ruthless aggression era match. I would definitely do that. Maybe even, maybe even something from like the nineties or territory days. I might see something from that and then steal it from that. But right, I don't really care for the product nowadays.
0: Well, Alright man uh, Normally when we do these uh, Podcasts we have a, a Top 5 list that we do And we'll give our top 5 Like a few weeks ago We did our top 5 uh, Favorite uh, Entrance musics And stuff like that So this week our top 5 Was our top 5 favorite big men So mm. Who is your favorite Big man that you Uh that you've seen in the business
5: top five favorite big man um and that's overall throughout the business yeah
0: overall throughout from the when you were a kid to now to anything like just you don't have to give a whole top five but you can just give like your one like one or two of your favorite big men that you've watched growing up
5: okay well number one um we got to go with a uh, undertaker Okay. So, like I said, I started watching wrestling back in two thousand one, and that was right around the time that uh, Undertaker started his uh, Big Evil thing, and everybody's gonna respect me. He'll run. Yeah. And it was like I didn't like it at first, but then it grew on me. And then I would start watching like some of his old stuff, and um, and um, his Ministry of Darkness stuff. I loved that. No, hell yeah, uh, I did. And, um, the fact that Undertaker is 6'10, over 300 pounds, and he could literally work with anybody, no matter the size, if whether they're bigger than him, smaller than him, same size, and, and the agility and, um, and efficiency in his strikes, like, man, that was, un- it was unreal. Um, so that's one. Um, uh, number two is, uh, Mark
0: Henry. All right, yeah, I love Mark Henry.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah. Now um Mark now, now what's sucked about Mark Henry was he used to from like 2003 to like 2008 he was constantly getting injured. Yeah. So it was really hard to uh, to actually see him in like long-term storylines or see him or see him go from one storyline to the next. But I always had hope for Mark Henry that, you know, one day he'll be able to do some long-term stuff or be able to, like, have multiple feuds in a year or finally have that championship run. And then uh, 2011 came when they did the Hall of Pain. And now Mark Henry's supposed to be a heel, but I couldn't hate this. I could not hate this. Because I'm like, man, Mark Henry reminded me of... um, Shoot. He reminded me of that, just that one kid in the neighborhood that just got tired of everybody's shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he got tired of, like, you got that one kid in the neighborhood that's like, you know, oh, that might be like overweight or like not, might, might not be good at a lot of stuff. And then all of a sudden the right person might have talked him into playing football or something. And then go, hey, man, bro, you 300 pounds. You need to come, come out and. Try out for football or something. And then he come try out and then there's that there's like that one dude or that one group of people that's on the team that he don't like and then he finally get a chance to fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> and because we're all on the same team and that crew is probably ain't gonna quit. He ain't gonna quit either. So he gets the beat up on them for like a whole season. So he gets the beat respect in these group of kids. That's who Mark Kieran reminded me of. So it was like... It was like that angle of the Hall of Pain where he like annihilated Sheamus. The promo where he went off on Randy Orton and Edge about how he had to watch Orton win a title over and over and over. Man, I felt that. Like... I wasn't that, I was that one dude on the football team that didn't like somebody, but I only had to deal with him once, but like Mark Henry been in the business for as long as he did and like just him just going off in that promo, how he watched all these people come into business, win world titles, pass him by and he's stuck in the same spot and he just started annihilating people, hurting people, finally got the title. And the only thing that I hated was when Big Show came back and bit, and just Big Show's presence just put fear in his heart. That's the only thing I hated from the angle. But, man, I definitely, uh, I, I always liked Mark Henry. I couldn't hate him. I could never hate Mark Henry. Didn't know why, but I could never hate him. But that Hall of Pain run, yeah, I was here for that. Who was another big man that I used to like? So, yeah, Undertaker, yeah, Mark Henry, um, I love the in TNA, like yeah. not not the 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 what's that dude named, the, the Joshua Parks yeah, where he's yeah, like a yeah. normal person come back. Nah, before that, nonsense
0: the like, original badass like, Abyss.
5: Yeah, the early TNA days Abyss, Monsters Man, ball. I used, to, I used to love Abyss. I used to love Abyss, and um. Uh, I know Awesome Kong is a female, but for her to be the size that she was in the record machine that she was, I liked her too. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I, know she she does, had... I know she's not a big man, but she was a big female. And man. then she had that Japanese Smash Mouth style, and then she was just gnawing the knockout division. Like That feud
4: with her and Gail Kim was absolutely incredible. They had incredible man. Matches.
0: See, that's a good one. That's one take that none of us had. We all had, you know, we did the whole big man thing. We didn't even think about Awesome Kong or anybody like that. That right. was, that's a really good, really Yeah, good well, one. She
5: literally just came to mind while I was just, while I was just thinking. And it was just like, you know, I mean, I did love the fact that you had knockouts that I was really into like rob the occasion and like knock her off for a block. But just the, just the present that she brought to that product man i was here for it shoot who who was another big man um i don't know if samoa joe counts as a big man or feels just overweight but i gotta i gotta put him in that too i know he was like on like six foot maybe five eleven, but the seeing samoa joe for the first time when uh so I started watching the TNA product around like two thousand three. Right. I didn't know about Ring of Honor yet. And that's when Joe was killing it was in Ring of Honor. But I wanna say like two thousand five, when they finally got on Spike T V and they brought Joe on board and he was just like killing the X Division. Like murdering the X Division and then the main event guys like feared him to a certain degree. Yeah, I love Joe. Like he was he was aggressive. He was agile. Like he didn't give no fucks. Let's see, so that's four people. Um, one more person. One more person. Hmm. Umaga. I gotta go with Umaga. I used to love Umaga. Hell um, yeah. That's I forgot good about name. him. Man. Well, the first time I... Uh, at one point in time, I didn't have cable nor internet. So I just had to rely on my dad bringing me um, tapes of pay-per-views. So I want to say it was like that last 2006... And Umaga is just a Ric Flair. and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Okay. So just seeing Umaga in like 2006 and 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 seven, like man, I love Umaga. When he was shooting with Cena for the title, I really wanted Umaga to win the
4: oh, title. Yes. Yeah, it's another that doesn't get the credit he deserves, and unfortunately with him passing away, it's just it's a wonder what his career could have been if he was still with us.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it really sucked. I think it was think you was the health issue with him, but Yeah. But just
0: That's actually stuff,
5: just just it it issues like that is the reason why um it's the reason why physical health is extremely important cuz we see guys like you know Umaga uh Andre the Giant, um, y- Yokozuna, and I don't know exactly what Yokozuna passed from, but I know it, these dudes were huge dudes.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
5: And yeah. just um, just hearing the fact that yeah. I forgot who it was, but there was a story, it might have been Jim Ross or somebody, where they tried to, you know, get Umaga to, like, to watch his diet or something. And then he denied it, and then they released him, and then he died shortly after that. Like that really sucked because I really liked Umaga. Like I used to wonder, I was like, what would happen if like Umaga and Samoa Joe had to had, had a squirt off, and oh, then he died, and it was like, well, that sucks. Oh god, that
4: would have been a good match.
5: Yeah, it definitely would have been dope. So now for honorable mention, Big Show. You know, because, you know, we got to see him develop over the years. Like, I I didn't watch his WCW stuff, but just, um, you know, seeing him stand up The Undertaker for that first time in 01 when he bullied the hell out of Jerry. And then, you know, seeing him do nothing in 2002 and then seeing him become a monster that one time on SmackDown because he was getting overlooked, he went Brock Lesnar. Um... big shows Smackdown 2002 to 2004 run and then the ECW 2006 run crazy just crazy man like and I, I'm and I'm guessing during the ECW run, that's Paul Heyman was doing the writing for that too, because yeah. Paul Heyman always he always did good writing for Big Show. That's when Big Show was actually treated like a territory big man
0: heel. Right, and somebody like the Big Show. That's what they should have been doing with him, and you know, at all times, he should have been the uh, the special attraction. He could be your champion if he wanted to, but he doesn't want to. He's just going to go kick somebody else's ass right now.
4: And his physique when he first debuted. In the er in the late '90s, as big as he was, he was like he was like terrifyingly, gosh, he was he was a presence. Like you saw him when he first debuted at Saint Valentine's Day Massacre in that cage. You're like my god, this guy is huge, but god, he looks good.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know he got the setbacks from when he got sent to OVW because of you know his his weight issues and whatnot. And then, you know, then they'll just, just start getting outside the SmackDown 02 to 04 run and the ECW 2006 run. They'll just do random stuff. Well, let's team them up with Kane. Bro, Kane's already a big guy, man. Kane don't need big show. Just let like Kane kill people. <laughs> like, Kane's another big dude that I like. They just never used him to his My maximum God, potential. Man. Like, you got all these big dudes, but they're not up to, like, their maximum potentials. So, like, I'll, it was a lot of big dudes that I like between. Taker and Mark Henry, Kane, Big Show, Samoa Joe. uh, shoe Brock Lesnar's 2002 to 2004 run. At at one point in time, I didn't consider him a big man. I thought he was a regular side, but then I became a dud. He was like, nah, he's like 6'4". He was like 280. (laughs) He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's 2002 to
0: 2004
5: run was crazy. Yeah, I, I love I love Brock during the early days. Um, I didn't care for him when he came back. When he beat the hell out of Cena when he came back, I loved it. But then the the six thousand German suplex, the three Billy to Billies, and then the L five. Then I'm like, nah, no. I like I, I like Brock Lesnar better when I was ten years old. Um, yeah, that's um that, that that's about it when it comes to, comes to big man. I know that was more than five how oh, you an awesome con that's a woman no but you know what that's, yeah, that that's, there was a lot of folks that I like
0: yeah see that's perfectly okay because we do these top five lists and I can never come up with just five of anything so I've always got one or two honorable mentions so it was totally okay that you did that because Josh always likes to give me a hard time that I do you know I go above and beyond and do more than I'm supposed to yeah <laughs> <laughs> Man, we really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your schedule to do this with us. It, this was great, man.
5: Oh, I appreciate y'all having me.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, so this Saturday, RCW Friday night. It was a uh, Pro-South. Uh, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night, Pro-South. Saturday night, RCW. Guys, get out and see Brandon. He's fucking good. You got
4: uh, social media? You want to plug your
0: tw- uh, your social media handles for us?
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Facebook... It's just Brandon Watley. I think my profile, my profile pic is like me doing a ninja pose, but it's from the side. I should probably change that so people can get a clear picture. Then you got um, my Instagram, which is uh, Brandon BrandonWatley92. Let me make sure of that because sometimes I get my Instagram wrong. Yeah, my Instagram is BrandonWatley92. Then you got my Twitter, which is BWatley92, capitalized to B and a W. And, um, my YouTube link, I'm just going to just say Brandon Watley 92, but put a gap between Brandon and Watley. Now the actual YouTube link itself, I have no clue what that is, but type in Brandon Watley 92 on YouTube and, um, a few of my matches should pop up. Just don't keep the Brandon and the Watley together. Put that space in between this.
0: Well, all right, man. We appreciate you, uh, sitting down with us and, uh talking to us for this little bit we had you for uh had you on here uh look forward to seeing you saturday night man
5: absolutely all right look forward to seeing y'all saturday too
0: all right thank you buddy we'll talk to you saturday all right see you all right bye Bye -bye. well all right guys that was brandon Watley once again he will be at pro south friday night uh check that out uh youtube live apparently it'll be on there Hell yeah. and uh this saturday night him and zach die uh, they'll tear it up again oh, down at rcw yeah go follow
4: him on his social media guys uh support your local independent wrestlers support your local independent promotions uh you never know when one of these guys you're watching this friday this Saturday could be in AEW, impact new japan you never know who you can't see support them
0: oh yeah no doubt but uh Thanks, guys, and uh, we'll get you back to the rest of the podcast. Honorable mention here. All right, Michael, this is a story of Scurry the Raccoon. Since Josh wants to put it on the podcast again, he was trying to suck Will's dick in the car one night and didn't see the raccoon on the side of the road.
4: There's no fucking raccoon. He's making this story up to cover up for the fact that he's fucking hallucinating like hell over a goddamn raccoon.
0: There was a goddamn raccoon on Scurry. the side of the road. And I said, I even said, Did y'all see that raccoon? And all three of us said no. I was like hell, and I'm talking, telling the story on the podcast, talking because this is when Ben and Drew were still, you know, Mm -hmm. Drew was still here. He was doing a podcast with us, and Ben was on it. And I said, I said, and that raccoon turned, and he scurried into the woods. Hint:
2: scurry the raccoon. Scurry
0: the raccoon, and that's that's one of those things. It hit Ben. I mean, just like, like you just had a fucking feather just tickling him because he was like. Trying to hold it in. I
2: could hear his big ass laughing
0: like that. That'd be so funny. He starts laughing. I start laughing, and for a good fucking five minutes on the podcast, it's just me and Ben laughing like girls, (laughs) and all the rest of them not doing anything. So that's why I've got the green raccoon in there. That's Scurry the raccoon. Well, brought it.
2: Fucking Scurry.
0: Now Uh, we're back, folks. Well, I, they know we're back.
4: Yeah, well.
0: <laughs> okay, we're going to get to our top fives. Top five big men in the business. All right, you want to go ahead and do yours, or you want to just we'll go ahead through? And knock out, we'll knock out Will's. Go ahead. All right, we'll go through. Of course, y'all know Will had to leave. Uh, Will got like 600 mentions on here. You believe that shit? That's fucked up, man. What's us fuck, Will. God damn it, Will. Here. Hey, you, come here. Come here At special, least Jason only has guess. three. I've only got one honorable mention. Okay, in Will's place, Emily... I'm
3: Emily now?
0: Daughter Hampton.
3: Exactly, thank The you.
0: daughter with a Moses, Daughter Hampton. Daughter Hampton will read Will's list for him.
2: What? You're huh? going to read Will's top five. You don't have get. to go
4: into detail, just name them one through five. Or go five, no, to, five one, to one. Five to one. Five to one. I have to
0: go five to one. Why can't I go in? one? Because four? it's a countdown. Number five is name? White. That says wished. No. Just well, same that's big show. White.
2: Just say Big Show. That person.
0: Paul White. Paul White, the Big Show. That's number five. Okay, that's a good one. Nash. Number four, Nash. Kevin Nash. Very good. Number three.
3: Undertaker.
0: Undertaker? <laughs> yes, number three is The Undertaker. Very good. that's Yokozuna hey, number I, I, two. The fuck
4: you get Yokozuna but you're going to get Taker? What that, the fuck? Because
2: I don't know Taker. I don't know Undertaker is Taker. But great. you
4: can know, read you, 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 Oh God. But you read
0: Yokozuna like number, it's
4: nobody's business.
0: No shit.
4: It's like she grew up in the goddamn 80s. <laughs> I remember watching Yokozuna when I was
0: <laughs> 90s homie, 90s. Undertaker <laughs> was a <the> head scratcher <laughs> but Yokozuna Zuna run off the tongue. Let's see if she gets number one. And number one? Andre. Andre. There you go. Andre the Giant number one. Thank you, Daughter Hampton, for being... Our fill in for William. So, once again, so we don't stumble through it again, so Emily ain't got to read this shit.
2: Yokozuna
0: for number three. <laughs> Two. Two. <Just laughs> what,
4: is what is up with Yokozuna? Gotta, say, i I got to show her a picture of Yokozuna. Hold on, hold on. Nash for number four. Paul
2: wished. Why Paul for number wished.
4: Five.
0: That's a G, not an S. Paul wished. That is a T. That's it. That's, that's Yokozuna, Emily. <laughs> what are your first initial thoughts on Yokozuna? He's very Zuna. That's a big man.
4: That's Emily first, thought, first initial thoughts. Yokozuna. Damn, boy! <laughs> Emily, Emily. First thoughts
2: on Yokozuna? He got bigger boobies than Rhea Ripley does. <laughs>
3: Oh, Lord. <laughs> when
0: are we going to have her full time on this podcast? Because that was hilarious.
2: Fantastic. <laughs> Rest in peace, Shepard. Yeah, no yes. Oh, yeah. Yes.
4: That's cousin, that's for, yeah.
0: That's Roman
2: Reigns' cousin, by the way. He's Samoa. He, he
0: ain't even
4: Japanese. Yeah, he ain't even Japanese. Roman Reigns got
0: a He's been dead for like 22 years. Nah, hold on. Show her a picture of Rosie. That's Roman's brother. Roman Reigns thing. got all the
2: looks. The Rock is family, too. Yep. Yeah, they're all We're in that Roman. big family. Cool.
0: All right, so number five was Paul Big wished. Show, Paul White. Yeah, Paul wished. Paul <laughs> White I'll forever call him that now <coughs> Kevin Nash 4 Undertaker 3 Yogo Yo Zuna 2 Andre the Giant Number 1 Will Good list Good top 5 I Ooh. really like that one Josh go ahead and do yours Alright
4: Alright number 5 You can't talk about Big men. It was on Will's list but You can't talk Big men Without yep. the original
0: Big Man Andre the Giant yeah, Andre always a special attraction. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Always special undefeated in pretty much his whole career. You know, he was a king of the battle royals. You know, wasn't the best worker, but when you saw him, he demanded he demanded attention. Hulk Hogan was not the first man to
0: body slam him either. Ow! No, he was not. <laughs> she just headbutted the dryer. <laughs> she getting she doing her she get ready for you. She just headbutted the fucking dryer. It's a horror game. My- All right, Andre,
4: number five. What's your number four? The person Jason hates with passion and probably... I'm going to say some things first in peace. Number four, Big Bam Vader. He's a piece of shit. Oh, Oh, he... Personally,
0: personally. Leon. Leon. On the list of big men. Oh, no, he's fucking phenomenal in the ring. I loved watching Vader work. So what's your heat with Vader? He's just a piece of shit. Woody brought him in to do a show. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in the ring doing all this stuff, and there's a, how do put this delicately, special guy that wants to get in the ring to get a picture with him.
2: You, you worded that very nicely.
0: Thank you. So this, <laughs> no, nah, this guy, he's having trouble getting in the ring, so, you know, we're kind of, me and Ben, we're kind of helping to usher in the ring and out of the ring. Right. Well He wasn't moving fast enough For Vader apparently And he's you know Getting pissed off about He's Like God it's taking fucking forever And need to hurry up And all this stuff you know, Finally he gets out of the ring They do All this stuff And You know The meet and greet's over The picture's in the ring With Vader is over He goes back And You know Big Will
4: mm-hmm.
0: You mm-hmm. ever heard anybody Say anything bad about Big Will Not that many You ever heard Anybody complain about Working with Big Will No he will do anything you ask of him. Mm-hmm. Did you know he's scared of heights? Big Will? Yes.
2: Huh. I know he's scared of horses.
0: I did not know that. He is terrified of horses. Oh, wow. Do you know why I know the Big Will is scared of heights? How's that? Because I worked Big Will one night, and <clears throat> the finish I did, I would lock in the Anaconda device, mm-hmm. hit the side effect, and land with the Anaconda device in. Right. So I tell him, I'll be on the middle rope. I said, hit me. Climb up to the middle rope with me. <laughs> never says no. He never says no. He goes along. He does the spot. Uh, I'm the heel, so... Well, I noticed when he climbed up, he was a little wobbly and shaky. That's the only thing I noticed. He almost fell back, so I had to like grab, his, grab the front of his singlet to keep him from falling back. We go through, we do the spot, 100%. I lock the submission in, we hit the ground, holding it, holding it, holding it. He taps, we get to the back, he said, man, just so you know, if I'd have been anybody else, I wouldn't have done that. I knew it was you, I knew it was gonna be safe, I knew it was gonna be good. He said, I'm scared of heights. As soon as I climbed up, I looked down and instead of seeing the mat, I saw the ground and I about shit my pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big Will. Big Will. You should have been here for the whole story. Now, in this match, it's I think it was a six man tag. It was Vader and two other guys against Big Will, Ray Fury, and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go through and Vader's coming in doing his whole Vader like splash Vader,
2: Vader Tom, all that shit, yeah. The,
0: Yeah, I mean, he's doing the, playing the hits, Vader time, blah, blah, blah. He comes in on the hot tag and is giving everybody those Vader, like, splash in the Mm -hmm. middle of the air deal thing he does. He's doing that. And all Will does is bump and feed. He's not just going to stand there so he, you know, runs into Vader to let him do it. Mm -hmm. Well, he about knocks Vader down doing this in the process. Because, you know, Will's a big guy and everything. He gets to the back, and he is bitching the whole time. That fat fuck don't know how to work. you about knock me over and doing this blah, blah bullshit. And, uh, okay, fuck you.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, if you want somebody to just stand there, just tell them, hey, stand there let me run into you.
2: I'll come to you.
0: Right. But no, nah, he didn't do that. He's like, I'm going to do my thing, you know, and all this shit. So, before I'd heard that, me and Ben go to the back and actually get to talk to him for a second. Well, the whole time we're talking to him, all he's worried about is wondering if me and me or Ben has any pills we can give him. Mm. And, you know, I ain't going to talk ill about the dead, but that's what happened. Mm. And then he wants to be like, this fat fuck don't know how to work and blah, blah, blah and everything. And we're just like, man, you know, don't meet your heroes, guys. Don't meet your heroes, because I did. Man, I love Vader. Seeing Vader on Boy Meets World, god damn. I, I fucking love that shit. And then this happened, and I just... I'm just like, man, really? Come on. Yeah.
4: All oh, right, Josh. Number three, brother. Number three. <coughs> yeah, we're doing Josh's list. <laughs> yeah. Number three, in my opinion, God rest his soul, one of the most underrated big men of all time. Test. Oh, yeah. I love Test. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if he had been... If he had come up and been pushed maybe six months to a year than he was. I think he could have been started, but he was right there in 99, right there with Triple H and all of them. He got in a storyline with Stephanie and, you know, I...
0: I, I mean, it. it's it's WWE's fault, though. I mean, if they would have just waited to book Motley Crue, they would have seen the roadie a year later, and then if...
4: Yes, but I mean, I've never seen... I mean, as many times as you've seen big men throw a big boot, nobody had a bigger big boot than Test. I loved it. His his big boot, his pump handle slam. You know, all the stuff that he did, he looked good. He was a handsome man. He had everything that could make him a damn star. And somehow they just, I mean, honestly, I couldn't say 99 that they missed it because they had a, God, an overloaded roster of talent. He was just in
0: a big pool of talent that. I like the fact that you're talking about his big boot. Like, everybody throws a big boot. They look off balance. They just kind of barely throw the leg up, let you Mm -hmm. run into it. He actually put a little, you know, off behind it. He looked like, good. It wasn't like the bro kick bicycle thing, no. but he, he put a little bit into it, and, I mean, it made that shit look good.
4: Yes. And, you know, when it, when it was him and it hit, that was his finish, he hit the big boot, depending on, you know, if it was, a, like, main event talent. Oh, yeah, you're done. You're done. <clears throat> Number two, of course, Undertaker. Love Undertaker. I mean, over 30-year career. You know he's having amazing match with some of the best people in the business. You know can't go wrong with Undertaker. And then number one because I'm a mark for him, especially when I was a kid. Best big man in my opinion, Kane. That man, especially in the early '90s, that man could fucking move. Mm-hmm. Strong as hell. Not many, not many big seven foot tall men you see climb up on top rope and doing the fucking flying clothesline and shit like that. I mean, great choke slam. You know, you know, at that time, you had three people doing a chokeslam. You had him, Taker, and uh, fucking uh, Paul White, Big Show. You know, it's crazy. And all three of them, their chokeslames look different. Paul wished. Paul wished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, his chokeslam looked different. His tombstone looked different. I mean, he was a copy of The Undertaker, but everything he
0: did was different. And God, we first... We're going to have to get you a notebook so you can write yours down, buddy. Well, I'm all sure right. we got plenty.
2: I got a log to the book of memory.
4: There you go. <laughs> scary I'm like I said, I've told this story a thousand times but this is how big of a K mark I was you know I had the little plastic mask that you know you got you know from the store and then I would use Jennifer's pom poms because she was a cheerleader at the time and put it over there and anytime I'd come out i will do the I will do the fucking taunts the fire and all that and I was
2: just I, I fucking loved him yeah Kane's 5 for 5 on me was spearing the shit on me live and purpose, and purpose <laughs> oh I remember with,
4: with, when WWF with WB, was doing live raw still to McKenzie Arena it was 99 Uh, me and mom went before she passed. <clears throat> we went to the show when we came out afterwards. I think I was, of course, being a brat, some shit. And we was getting ready to leave, and Kane and Taker were coming out from the side entrance. <clears throat> Kane had his hair, I remember Kane had his hair up, and set his mask on, she's like, oh, since you're being a brat, come on, let's go talk to Kane, and Taker. No, no,
0: no, <laughs> This is, It was a cool little memory, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I just got one that should be on my list. Like, in the top five, not even honorable mention. I don't know who I'd want to take off because I would bump Andre to an honorable mention if I did that. But what? go ahead. What's your what's your list there? Uh, Do you want to no. go? Right,
2: number five for me is Kane mm-hmm. because of his, how fluid he was, how yeah. good he moved. Um, number four for me is I like me some Bam Bam low. Oh, yes. Asbury Park. He yes. Got, he was a badass. He's from the East. He could throw with anybody. He could work the, the little guys. He could yeah. keep the speed. And the matches he had with Taz, he, he could throw a he could be a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Bam Bam was believable all the way around. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the first men. Uh, number three, I never hear anybody put him on their list as top five big men. But Sid Vicious.
0: Fuck yeah. When yeah. I
2: was a kid, in the late '80s, before Taker, you know, blew up real big on TV, all them. Sid was the first right. big man that would scare the shit out of me with them eyes just how yeah. big he was and just throwing people around. Um, Two, just because there'll never be another, there's Andre. I yes. Know, you can't, you cannot you can't have been. big man without talking about Andre. Absolutely. And the fact that he died on my 10th birthday.
5: Oh, damn. So I'll
2: never be able to forget that. And number one, just because he was the first seven foot tall guy you saw jumping over the rope.
0: Undertaker
2: mm. yeah. Undertaker was just fluid 6'10 and a half But
0: we'll give it to you <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, yeah, that boy. But that's
0: my list That always got me I had the uh, I had the little Game Boy I, had the, I think it was the raw video game for Game Boy And that, that always got me When it got to Undertaker It wouldn't say he was 7 foot He was 6'10 and a half yeah. I, was
2: like, God. I think it's because he was always like Don't say I'm 7 foot tall I'm legit tall. Tell him I'm a half. and a half.
0: That always just stuck out to me because, you know, everybody's always like, oh, the seven-footer, the seven-footer. You know what the half was? That was his lift. The lift. Just give me <laughs> half an inch lift on my boot. <laughs> Look, that when you, they say when you shave your pubes, it looks like it's about a half inch bigger. There you go. That's what it is. He shaved that's his the, pubes when he got them. That's injured. the bump. That's it. All right, so I did amend my list, so now I have two honorable mentions. No, Jeebus, Uh I dropped King Kong Bundy out of my top five, put him down as an honorable mention. Okay, uh, always a monster. The feud he had with Hogan and the. the blue I, re- cage. I remember. it because it was a blue cage, and when, when I got there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember because I got the little ring when they oh. first got the little figures with keep the blue cage. He's talking. And it was the Hogan and the fucking King Kong Bundy in that. So, that's... I always think, when I think big man, I think the fucking monster, King Kong Bundy. Uh, other honorable mention is Big John Studd. When you're the second Royal Rumble ever. Uh, he's wow. one of the only people that could almost look Andre in the eye. Mm-hmm. Really, he was that big? Oh, yeah.
4: Big John Studd was a big I've man. I've
0: seen he videos was, and pictures about him. Dude, his, he was really, fucking huge. Really? Damn, I
2: did
0: not know that. He had that... You ever seen Richie Die's hair back in the yeah. late 80s early 90s? He had the same hair as Richie Die, had the beard, the munt, you know, everything. He looked like a taller Richie Dye. Wow. I'm
2: about to blow your mind, son.
0: <laughs> but no, he went through and uh he would have he would have been in the business longer, but Andre didn't like there being anybody else as tall. He didn't like anybody being close to him. So Andre literally would sandbag him in matches. They would like sit on him. He wouldn't let him pick him up when he was supposed to do shit. I mean, he He ran excuse me. He ran him out of the business. He ran Big John Sutton out on WWE. He admits it. Uh Pritchard, he said it multiple times on his podcast. Look at this ring. You he can fucking, look, you can no shit by. Let me see this. That's the one I... No, that's a new one. Yeah, that's oh, the, my that's God. A, it's a scale
2: ring, but it comes with a King Kong Bundy Oh, my Hogan.
0: God. That's so fucking amazing. That
2: is awesome.
0: But yeah, I had the one where the figures were this tall, and they were like the Bendy figure. Yeah, the oh, I remember those. That's the ones I had. The ring came with the blue case that you could have on it, and it came with Hogan and Bundy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I always remembered it because it had like... That's awesome, but it had the announce table and it had the little thing where you could put the belt. Yeah, on the announce table. I That's had not... uh, So my list number five: Andre the Giant, um, the real original big band tall guy, special attraction. Everybody paid to see Andre.
3: Yes.
0: Uh, if when Andre he did the. Court, the... He paid. When Hogan. he did the heel turn to go against Hogan for WrestleMania three, that the was the World. Oh man, it was because it was on Piper's pit when he grabbed the cross and cut Hogan's and it cut chest. Hogan and Piper's just like you're bleeding. He
2: said he's like, you're he's, you're you're bleeding, brother. But, you gonna that really but just the sincerity of Piper's voice in that moment, yeah, helps sell
0: it. Yeah, you know, I mean, Hogan, just something that small where Hogan didn't even realize probably. Mm-hmm. And then you go through, he does the match and... Reminiscing in the good shit. I know, good God. (laughs) That's like I was saying earlier, Hogan wasn't the first person to ever body slam Andre. But he was the first person to ever do it on such a big stage. Yeah. And, you know, if he didn't want it it to happen, it wouldn't have happened. Hogan
4: Hogan was terrified going into this match, thinking that that was
0: exactly what was going to happen. Andre was not going to put him over. Uh... But yeah, he did business. He was—he was the fucking locker room leader. Everybody loved him. You'd go back there. Don't drink uh, with him. Don't drink with him. Oh, nobody could. I'm keep up with his eyes. <laughs> it's the werewolves. And then you go out. You go out there and you hear the stories about how even all this stuff he respected and was scared yeah. of Haku. Uh-huh. Yeah. If that man is, if somebody like that is scared of Haku, I will not fuck with Haku. Yeah, that needs to be a list we do. Top five people you wouldn't fuck with. Number one, Haku. Haku. Number five, two, top Haku. Haku. Top number three, Haku. Number five four, shooters. number four, Haku. Number five, Ken Shamrock. Have you Honorable mention, of, Haku. Have you ever <laughs> heard of
2: people talking about when Haku and Barbarian tagged?
0: Oh god. I oh god, that was too.
2: That was the stretch oh. team. Mm.
0: There was. I don't even remember where I heard this. I remember hearing this story. Uh, it was some kind of movie. There was people doing a movie. Oh, it was on one of the podcasts I listened to. You you ever seen the movie, All Stallone movie, Over the Top? hmm Okay, love that fucking movie, by the way.
2: When a hat turns around backwards, you're in trouble. Oh, goddamn right.
0: <laughs> goddamn Lincoln Hawk's ready yeah. to fucking go. <laughs> no, they brought uh, wrestlers in. Mm -hmm. To be extras if they needed them. Well, they wound up not needing them. But they, you know, completely comped at the bar and everything. Because it was in Vegas. They Mm -hmm. do all this stuff, so they're comped. Barbarian goes, decides, you know, drinks how much ever he wound up drinking. Gets into it, gets in a fight. Just like, beats the shit out of some guy. Breaks handcuffs, beats up some cops, you know. (laughs) And everything. Spends a night in jail. His wife comes back and gets him. They go home, she makes him breakfast the next morning, he's sitting down eating breakfast, and then she proceeds to beat the shit out of him with a fucking frying pan. Said, so you don't fucking do that shit anymore. <laughs> At least let she t- let him eat. Let
2: me tell you one thing. What you did in Vegas didn't stay in Vegas. I had to
0: come get your ass. I wish. But yeah, they told that fucking story, and I'm listening to that podcast, because they're talking about over the top, and they're Jen. talking about, yeah, these are the guys they brought in. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god. Because they're like, Have you heard of the wrestler, the barbarian? And they actually gave his real name and they're like, you know, they said whatever his name was in there. He wrestled as a barbarian. I'm like, oh I love the barbarian. Let me hear this shit. <laughs> uh okay, number four. He's gone by so many different fucking names. From Oz to the Christmas creature Vinny to Vegas. fucking Vinnie Vegas Diesel. Big, I daddy mean, cool, big, big Daddy sexy, Cool Big Daddy Cool Big sex Yeah uh, The fucking tall guy In Magic Mike <laughs> uh, I mean Kevin Nash From fucking Playing basketball At the University of Tennessee Fuck yeah <laughs> uh, Nah He Green as shit When he comes to WWE He You know Gets that partnership With Sean To the mean i mean rocket strapped to his ass he goes to wcw involved in one of the biggest angles in wrestling history
2: and not to mention one of the biggest house show moments ever beating bob Backlund in less than 10 seconds for the title
0: yes Mm
4: -hmm.
2: that was like one of the first title changes at a house show Mm -hmm.
4: eight seconds boom kick to the gut jack now one two three bam place went
0: crazy and then uh number three Big Samoan who never got to live out his life as a Samoan because everybody thought he was Japanese. <laughs> uh, Yokozuna. He was fucking great. He could move for a big man. Oh,
2: my God. Before he got unhealthy, oh, he, he yeah. was scary fast. Man, do you remember when he used to throw that side kick? Yes. It was, man.
0: Have you ever seen any of his, sides like, of that man's yeah. thigh? Have you ever seen any of his pre-fed stuff when he was only like 350, 400 pounds and he yes, could go? Yes, yes,
2: when he was coming up.
0: Good, yes. God, he could fucking go.
4: One of my favorite things was when he tackled that one. I loved that shit.
0: Yeah. That was like And that. then babyface Shokozuna that you never thought you'd see and then it actually got over got and you're over. just like, how? How in the fuck is this? I mean, you know eventually we're going to have to do a top five shitty big men? Oh, there's... It's funny those. You want you want to go ahead
2: and do with that one? pretty well. I mean
0: that, that can be next week. I got three on the top of the dome right now. I like tugboat.
5: <laughs> I like
2: tugboat. when he when he did uh, what was the gimmick when he was typhoon. I got number one right off the rip. What was the gimmick? It fell the law on the Sting interview. The Shockmaster. <laughs> I got my
0: number one did giant you know? guns. Giant, giant Gonzalez. <laughs> That was my number one. With a
4: hairy suit. My God, at WrestleMania now when he faced Taker? Oh, God. But, man,
2: when did you ever have to see Taker look up at somebody like that?
0: Goddamn. When there was somebody who was 6'11 and a half. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two, the person that I can't believe I forgot to put on this fucking list because I was such a fucking mark and I actually got to meet him and talk to him when oh, I was Oh, yes. Barry Wyndham. Hell yeah. Okay, cool story about that shit, right? Okay, first of all, Barry Wyndham's a hell of a fucking worker. Mm -hmm. Underrated, if you want to say that, because he was so fucking good. NWA champion and everything, and you can still say he's fucking underrated. WCW is doing a house show in town. Mm -hmm. My dad at the time uh, worked for a company and delivered beer to convenience stores and shit.
2: That's a good game.
0: Oh, he loved it. He's got his fucking two-wheel dolly loaded up with fucking cases and shit of beer. He goes. He backs up onto the sidewalk. He's backing towards the door, and he just, like, stops. Just runs in. Turns around, he's like, I know I'm not at the fucking door or anything already. He turns around, looks up, or he turns around, he's like, and he tells me, my dad's a little bit taller than I am. He said... I turned around, looked over my shoulder, and I was looking at somebody's chest. <laughs> he said, I looked up, and I ran into Barry Windham. Like, Barry Windham was coming out of the gas station as my dad was trying to go in. And uh, he talks to him for a second. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bump into you, blah, blah, blah. They talked for a minute. He's like, man, my son's a fan. You know, We'll be at the show tonight. You know, he, I know he's going to be rooting for you. It was one... It was the night... It was this... Uh, Barry Wyndham was on his way up... As a member of the Horseman... But he was on his way up to face Flair... And they were turning him baby... And kicking him out of the Horseman... <laughs> they were trying it out on house shows... Before they actually done it on the tour... So I go up there... And I see fucking Barry Windham... Get his ass kicked by the Horseman... Because he's gonna go up against Flair... Hey, hey, it's okay... I promise, it's okay so we go through we watch the show as we're going to leave we're going through and this is before they had all the security at the at the arena where you could walk through the like wrestler parking lot and shit. And we're walking through and as we go through my dad sees Barry Windham's car cause he remembered from of course from being at the Mm -hmm. gas station sees his rental car go through and he's like he sees the door open sees him sitting there my dad says, hey, come here a minute. And we walk over there, and he's like, hey, wait right here. He goes over and he's like talks to him. He's like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. I bumped into you earlier today. Ha, 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 ha. He was like, yeah. He's like, I got my son right here. He's like, send him over. So I walk over there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's fucking Barry Windham. And he gets out of his car and stands up, and I look up. I'm like, wow, it's Barry fucking Windham. That's awesome. And, uh, sit there, he talks to me, you know, five minutes, like you would do if you walk out, walk out of a show right now and mm-hmm. some parent walks up to you like, hey, my kid likes you, will you say hi to him? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, it made me feel like I was the coolest guy in the fucking world because Barry Windham wanted to talk to me.
4: I just think that's awesome. When you, you like, you have to throw back, you don't meet your heroes on their shit, but you get to meet one that... Had respect for and that was cool as hell. Man, I'll tell
2: you who I met on a by pure chance on vacation in Panama City Beach, Florida. The Russian bear was signed on the gas Kmart. Just Uh, in there. So we go in there shopping on vacation. I'd be damned that the Russian bear ain't there. My dad's like, tell me you know who that is. And I'm like, God damn right I do, do, Dad. And man, he... He sat there, and it's just like you said. He sat there. He spent five, ten minutes just talking to you. Yeah. Just being like, man, I appreciate the. He appreciated the love. You know what I mean? Because that was back when he was done. Hmm. He was you kind know, of just doing the little gimmicks where you pay pay you to come in for a little bit, and he was just super nice.
0: I met him briefly at a show one time. They were doing like a legends. It was a wrestling legends show in Lafayette. At the high school and middle school, one mm-hmm. I can't remember. And he was there, and like I said, it was a brief. I mean, I got to meet a lot of the guys just quickly because that was that was the time right before I started hanging out with Ben. Uh, I kind of knew who he was. He knew who I was. We talked for a second, and Ben was like, "Hey, here's this guy, this guy, this guy." But uh, Koloff was there, and he got in the ring, and he he gets up in the ring, and he didn't look like himself. He looked, you know, looked a little different. He's talking, he's like he going through, he's like, Hey, I know a lot of you guys a lot of you guys know me. You know, you won't know me like this right now, you won't know me by looking at me, you won't know me by my voice right now. But if I was to go shit alita! everybody's like, Oh my god you know, it just starts going crazy because they know exactly who it was. And uh okay, back to the list number one. You said him a minute ago, Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh-huh. My opinion, he was the best big man to ever lace up a pair of fucking boots. Great big man. He was good. He would do anything. He would work with anybody. He was, you know, did the heel run against Hogan. Uh, Does the heel run as part of the million dollar faction thing. He's the guy they picked to go against Lawrence Taylor at WrestleMania. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I mean, you know, everything he did, he was fucking good. Uh, You know, I know a lot of people can say it, but he was one of the first that could say. I worked for all three of the major promotions, WWF, WCW, and 92. ECW. A uh, Huge star in ECW with a triple threat with him, Candido, and fucking uh, Shane Douglas.
2: The franchise.
0: I mean, in my opinion, when it comes to big guys, there won't be another one like Bam Bam Bigelow. No, agree. I agree. Definitely not with a head tattoo. God, the head tattoo. And (laughs) as a fucking actor, Bam Bam Bigelow, if you don't know what I'm talking about, he was the biker in major pain that confronted him that the kids paid to come and kick Payne's ass. (laughs) That was crazy. That's my favorite scene of the whole fucking movie. He's like, Payne, I heard you like to make them boys run around in dresses. <laughs> Payne turns around he said, Fee yeah. Five Fo Fung, what beanstalk the hell did you fall from? <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. And then Major Payne tells him, What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take this foot and I'm gonna put it outside your head. <laughs> And he said, like, all right, bring Money it on. Then he, then he kicks him in the dick. No, he punches him in the throat. Punch him in the... <laughs> punches him in the throat. Like, then he kicks him in the dick. He falls and Bigelow said, thought you said you were going to kick me. Then he said, you calling me a liar? Then he kicked him in the face. <laughs> I love that movie. God, it's so fucking good. I love, love good. that movie. Toot toot, little train. Drop me, give me a push up. One tubby tubby. All right, guys. Well, uh that's our top five list. What do you think? You agree with us? What big man do you like? Which big man? Yeah. Yeah. Which big man do
4: you have on your list? Which one should we add?
0: You know, just let us know. Who on our list did you hear and you're just like, fuck that guy. Kind of like I was with Vader. Right. But like I said, you know, just the way he acted. As a wrestler, he was fucking great. But just meeting him and that... and. He might have been having a bad day. I don't right. know, so maybe not fuck that guy. But just, you know, that's the only time I ever met him. That's the only impression I have of not me with Jerry Lawler. That's the only impression I have of that man. One time I met Lawler, met
2: him at a wrestling show, knew I was a worker. I was ready to work. Shook his hand, talking to him. He was like, yeah, yeah, kid, whatever. And brushed me off. Didn't want to talk to nobody. He had no time for nobody.
0: Well, That's kind of like the... Uh, All right, guys, we'll be right back. We'll uh, close the show out. We'll let Josh yell real quick. When we get back, not right now. Not right now. But uh, we'll be right back to close this thing out and uh, just sit tight. All right, guys, we're uh, back ready to close out the show. Uh, We'll let Josh yell uh, here in just a minute. You
2: know what it is.
4: You know what time for? You know what it's time
0: for, guys? It's Do I know guy. what time it is? Yeah, it's ten twenty-seven. Go ahead and no, no, go no, ahead no. and say you shit. It's it's not ten twenty-seven. It's actually ten twenty-eight, but it's also it's time for the turned to 28 oh, My voice cracked damn. <laughs> ah, yeah. See? We damn. need to get See, we're gonna replace you with Emily. We've done decided. Why can't why can't you be an addition? Why am I going to be replaced? And if
4: we take a poll, people love me. I might not be that popular, but I'm at least not on the bottom pole. I think we're all even. You can have
2: five of fives that like you. You know, tens of tens. Tens of tens. I wouldn't say hundreds.
0: No, no, no. Not at <laughs> hundreds. You can have at least three people out there that like you. I'll take those three people. I'll <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I have three fans, guys. All right, yeah, we'll go ahead and do the pop, and then I got a special announcement to make. Okay, so oh, shit. uh Oh, yeah. So, uh, Will, have you got a pop for us? Will, um, Will, are are you are you there? Well, they they, they they know he left. Yes. I know, but we always record this thing out of order normally, anyway. <laughs> so he might have still been here when we recorded. You right. never know. No. I mean, we've done shit like that before. He well, he
2: really
0: we... didn't leave us with a pop for him. Well, see, we used to when we would record. Jennifer would be in here. We would record the open. Then we were we would record our top five and our close.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then Jennifer would leave, and she wouldn't be here for the review. So see that? Mm-hmm. They've got that thing ripped open. They're pulling shit out of it. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Childish. God. But Never. yeah, she wouldn't be here for the review part. So you would hear, not hear, then hear again. <laughs> so, you know, we could have done that with Will. She yeah, was
2: there. looping around. she just come back through. <laughs>
0: making special appearances yeah but yeah will is gone he got to work in the morning so that's his pop is work he stole that one from you <laughs> i'm pretty sure his pop is not
2: work but uh, i'm pretty pretty sure cool. his pop is not work uh,
0: who wants to go
4: first michael I, josh i'll go ahead out go out. and knock it out and it it's not work it is not family well, fuck you Man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, my pop is honestly... It's, it's the future, you know. This year has been good to us, you know. We've got a lot of good things we're looking forward to, especially with the new house. You know, I'm super excited, you know, because growing up, I didn't have a father to teach me stuff like that, like fixer-up stuff, handyman stuff, and, you know, Jason was the same way, and now getting to be in this house, you know, we're getting to learn stuff, so... When I move out, you know, me and Kirsten move out later on down the line. You know, if there's stuff that needs help, I can be that handyman. For her, mm-hmm. we we'll don't have to call somebody to fix something up, which, you know, cost money if I can figure it out and do it myself. Hey, YouTube. Hey, we did an alternate. We fixed y- an alternator.
2: Whitney will tell you I'm a graduate of YTU, YouTube University. Mm-hmm. You can learn anything on YouTube. Yeah.
0: five-minute video. Absolutely. But, yeah. tell you what Jennifer let me do today. Oh, shit. I got to play with electricity. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it wasn't nothing major. We, uh... They thought it was major. Willow,
2: you're being a needy bitch right
0: now. Oh, hey, calm down. It's okay. I ain't grabbing her. She bites me. I know. She bites everybody but me and Jennifer, I think. (laughs) (laughs) No, we have... There's a section of paneling that's in our bedroom that needed to come down. And the light socket to control the light switches in there, so I had to take the whole light switch off and everything to get that panel of wall down. To take the, I mean, I could take the receptacle off the wall, but mm-hmm. to get everything, get the receptacle off, or I can get the wall off. Yeah, bring the baby wolves in here. You can hold yours. I'll hold ours, so they ain't going crazy. Hey, come here. Come here. Come here. Hey, where'd you go? She's going in there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, nope, this way, this way, this way, this way. I, I wish we could have recorded that with that Benny Hill commune. <laughs> That'd be a classic. But I had to take the uh, I had to take the receptacle completely out and I had to take the switch. Uh I had to take the switch off and unhook it from the electricity so I could take the back of the receptacle off so I can get that panel off over the wires. I just felt accomplished because that's what Jennifer, I'm like, hey, we're going to have to cut this power for a minute. So right. she's like, I get her in there and the fucking fuse box isn't labeled.
4: Oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm right. like,
0: okay. I said, start flipping and I'll tell you when it goes off. It goes, I'm like, okay, don't turn it off. <laughs> like, that was it. Yeah. Get that. Says hi. I get that panel off. Okay. I get that piece off. I get the panel actually off the wall. I put the receptacle back on. Put the switch back on. I'm like, all right, turn it back on. She turns it back on, and the fucker worked. So I'm, you like <laughs> I felt accomplished. I'm hand like, hand. hell yeah. And that's not even my pop. Shit, okay. <laughs> but what you were saying, Josh,
2: that's always good to feel like that. Yeah. You feel accomplished when you know you're learning things, oh, especially yeah. things you weren't showed Yeah. And you'll you'll have that to show for and you can and that's it. knowledge you can pass on
4: to Davey. Yep. And you can ask Jennifer and Jason. There's times are simple stuff and I would get so frustrated about and it's I get frustrated like I should know how to fucking do this. Why do I not know how to do this at almost at 30 at 29 28 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't get <laughs> I get frustrated learning to add a dishwasher. Hey,
2: it happens.
0: Sometimes the smallest shit is the most frustrating. No yeah. shit. But, um, I almost got divorced before I got married. You ain't kidding. That, no. Uh, we had an old trailblazer. Oh, God. The alternator went out on it. hmm. We bought the alternator. We had it parked, uh, in a place right off 23rd Street because Jennifer was on her way to work when it went out. So we parked it at the, uh, parked at this place. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a company that got like a, Chain fence around all their equipment and stuff, so we knew that's a safe place right there. You know, you wish, good. at least you
2: wished it was, hoped it
0: was. Well, they had cameras and everything, security okay. and all that's why I knew park it there because it's like a it's a reputable company that's in that area. And uh, we told them we said, uh, we parked it when it, I went in there. I said, Hey, look, cars broke down. I said, It's a Friday. I said, I promise we'll have it out of your parking lot by Monday. Can we leave it here Mm -hmm. until we can get here to fix it? Right? yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You know, if if you need longer than the weekend, that's fine, too. You know, they weren't worried about it. They have plenty of spots for all their people that work there. Well, uh, like, no shit we get there. It's 186 degrees outside, I think. It's like in the middle of July. (laughs) All right. All right. Fresh, seal-coated blacktop. Mm. So, you know... It's going to draw that heat in even more. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it's 180-something degrees outside. Felt like 602 mm-hmm. because of that blacktop. I Me and him are cussing each other out.
2: Had a good case of swamp ass, Shrek and Donkey Becker fighting over whose swamp it was. I literally
0: broke three ratchets. Oh, damn. Because it was, was there's a piece to get to the belt, we could not get off. I couldn't get in there to... <coughs> uh, You know, you can get in there and put the loosen the tensioner, which makes the belt easy to get off. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get in there to it. I finally got in there. We got the belt off, but trying to do everything, those fucking bolts were in there so fucking tight. And I swear to God, they were super glued, lock tight, and everything else you could put on them motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. It would have been hot as well. The fucking, all that shit was hot. So I. When I can't do something, or if I'm working on something that's taking longer than I think it should, or if I'm, I start getting frustrated. I'm, I'm a cusser and a thrower and shit like that. Same, same. Because so I'm in there, pissed off, I'm cussing, throwing shit, and mm-hmm. all right, Jennifer's like, you need to calm down, calm down. I'm getting pissed off. Josh is like, hey man, don't talk to her like that. I'm like, man, Josh, fuck you, dude. I'm goddamn trying to do this shit, and I'm trying to fucking help you. Go brush your teeth, dude. And uh. Don't tell me to brush my fucking teeth. I'm not ready to. (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, I'm going through. Going through. I finally get that thing changed. I told Jennifer, I'm like, I'm sorry for everything. (laughs) By the time I get done, I'm cowering down. I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then your adrenaline wore off. I I
5: love you.
2: (laughs)
0: Absolutely. But, uh,. Yeah, that's the story of how I almost got divorced before I even got married. So, Michael, what's your pop?
2: (laughs) Well, mine this week is family, and it'll be the... You never know how long you got with people. You know, things come up unexpectedly, out of the dark, out of the blue all the time. Mm -hmm. So just... Just if you haven't, if you got someone you're holding a crazy grudge with or you're not quite letting some small shit go... Let that shit go and go hug them. Yes, be a family. Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. Just make the most of what time we all have left.
0: I mean, Drew always says something like that. He always said, "Life's too short to hold a grudge." Mm-hmm. Say I'm sorry. You know, yep. forgive. Yeah, don't,
4: don't, don't, just be nice. Be well, kind. Today, me and
2: my dad did that.
4: Hell oh,
0: yeah, dude. So. Yeah, that was good. Drew's big thing. He said, "Don't be nice. Be kind. Be yeah. a decent fucking human being."
2: Yep, it was, and it was good. It was a good thing. Yeah. Well, last time I saw my dad, he just had a stroke type thing, and he kind of said some things that I kind of felt wasn't his Love place him. to say. And I just, I've kind of been holding that. Right. So I saw him today. We had a well, great uncle had a birthday party. And he came up to me, and he He's hugged good. me. It's okay. So it's okay.
4: There
2: you go. Okay. It's good stuff. Hell yeah. Just That's to, awesome. Just always hug him, man. Yeah.
4: Yeah, me and my dad, he we've not had the greatest relationship, me, him, and Jen. I mean, everybody knows, you know, but, you know, here lately, he does try, you know. I'll give him that, but yeah, it's, even then, you just, you never know when mm-hmm. the last time you're gonna see him, and when something like that does happen, you're sitting there, one of the main things you think of is, what was the last thing I said to them? Yeah, exactly. What was the
2: last time I saw them? Right. You know. And that'll eat, that'll eat you worse than anything, so.
4: Yeah, like, when our grandfather, my and Jen's grandfather passed away, you can ask Jen and Jason. He had a voicemail that he sent to me. I played it for a while after he passed away. And it said, Hey, Josh, it's Poppy. I was wondering when you guys going to come see us again. Yeah. I miss you. I was like, Fuck. And you know, it's just, it was so fucking hard because, you know, we got the kids, and this was in the middle of summer, so Emily was cheerleading. Davey was trying to do baseball at the time, and it was a stupid coach, but he <laughs> just had so much going on. Right. Well, and Davey just.
0: Davey didn't know what he was doing, he wasn't really interested in it at the time. Right. He, uh. Well, keep going. <laughs> the coach really wasn't even wanting to explain because he had kids on the team. He got into it late. You know, T-ball, five, six years old is where you learn the basics. Mm-hmm. Davey yeah. started trying to play at seven, eight years old. Gotcha.
2: When... Sure, he already had some experienced kids. They didn't want to backtrack and teach. Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Right, they were doing the whole ground ball to shortstop, throw it to second base, and Davey's just getting the ball and trying to throw it back to where it just got hit from.
2: Yeah. Because
0: that's what he knew from us being, you know, doing shit in the yard and everything. Yeah, it
4: just... We, if we had the money, we would have never put them in a nursing home. That was one of the hardest things we ever had to do. And just seen the way that they, they had to deal with, and I'll still say to this day, one of the nursing homes
2: neglected our grandmother. Yeah, that's sadly the case a lot of the times.
4: So,
0: me you're a well, promise. It's the nursing home that yours was in that we saw y'all at that one day. Yeah. Well, that she's still in. Part yeah. side. Right up here. Yeah, Purit, it. Her, right there the movie well I wasn't we weren't gonna you know name names but <laughs> oops <laughs> no they so over here you know, bombing people they <laughs> literally misdiagnosed a mass in lung cancer that wound up growing and fucking getting into her spine
4: <laughs>
0: because they didn't want to say that they were wrong by yeah.
4: It. so so me and Jim made a promise it's like as long as we can help it we're never gonna put each other in the nursing home We'll oh, take yeah, care of each other if we need it Hopefully Dave will take care of me. Hopefully mm-hmm. Emma will take care of her. I'm sure she will.
0: Yes. And then uh my pop, you know, I've already said oh, the announcement. Well, oh, the announcements after the pop. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Jumping again. It's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm ready for the announcement. I like the announcement. Uh but no, the pop, you know, I said on last week so we bought the house and everything. We've actually got out there, got to working on it. Like I've been talking about, yeah. and uh, our first quote project should be done tomorrow. Uh, as soon as I get off from work, I'm stopping there, and that's the first thing I'm doing. Whenever I get done at work, yeah. I'm gonna go. We got we got the boards and everything cut to finish up our laundry room. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to get the flooring down. We're going to make gonna sure everything's down. I got the floor in, nose, laminate flooring, laminate flooring to go feet. on top. Mm-hmm. A I'll come you Once I place. do that, all I've got to do is hang the shelf back up that's in there. And then I'm Jennifer's good go go to, go to go in there and put up all the decorations and everything that we bought for it. Hell yeah. So, you know, just progress on the new house is my pop for this week.
4: We're finishing
0: up. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt.
4: Just go kid that over and get bed.
0: And, uh... And uh, now for the special announcement gimmick. I guess you want to call it a special announcement. That's that's what I call it anyway. Uh, For a little bit. We always talk about different things to try to do to grow the podcast, get more people, more eyes and everything. Uh, We actually had a big influx of listeners here recently. Yeah. We, uh... Like, literally in two days, people going back, listening to old podcasts and everything, we went from uh, 3,000 total listens to almost 3,300. Damn. We had almost... We had over 200 people come in within, like, a two, three-day stretch and listen to current and old episodes of the podcast.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that was awesome, and, you know, we always talked about trying to do stuff to... Push the brand. Push the brand. Not really reward people for it, but, you know, whatever. Jennifer made me this nice badass hat. All right. Got our logo. Got the nice Turn the Buckle Podcast logo on there. With nice, a nice. Nice turnbuckle. turn turnbuckle. Oh, yeah. I mean, damn good looking hat. I've had mm-hmm. many people ask about it at wrestling. You know, like, man, I need one of those. I want one of those. So, all uh, right. Here's the announcement. We're going to start selling hats. Bam, bam. Uh, starting off slow with just the hats. Uh, I'm going to try to talk Jennifer. I want a hoodie. Oh, yeah. I like the... Uh, People love hoodies. Look, I need a good black hoodie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, black hoodie for any time we go out and do stuff. Nine times out of ten. I had an old black hoodie that Jennifer hated. I used to wear it all the time. <laughs> she absolutely hated it. So finally, one day I'm like, you know what? I was going through my closet. And I told Jennifer, I'm like, hey, retiring, threw it away.
2: Right, retired.
0: Biggest mistake I ever made because now I don't have a black hoodie.
2: Damn, screwed yourself in the process. Yeah,
0: no doubt. But no, I uh, I want to get a black hoodie, a uh, zip up hoodie, and have her put the logo on, you know, on the left breast, like mm-hmm. you know, like that. But for right now, we have the hats for sale. Uh, Haggling over price. I think me and Jennifer finally decided $15. Yep.
1: Good
0: price. So uh, anybody out there, get in touch with us. Get in touch with Josh, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Get in touch with Will. If you want a hat, get in touch with Jennifer. We can get y'all fixed up. Uh, if you're out there and you have my phone number, shoot me. Shoot me a text. We'll get that thing, get it ready to go.
3: <clears throat>
0: uh, trust me. I want as many hats out there as we can get, so people can look at the hat and be like, "What's a Turn the Buckle podcast?" I'm gonna go listen to that song and see what it's all about. And
4: then he'll our crazy. She's like, I don't like wrestling, but I don't like these fuckers.
0: Right, and that's what I've said before. I mean, people who don't even like wrestling can listen to us and get a good laugh out of it, at least. Yeah,
2: but at least try to be crazy enough and well, I mean, stay I was, between the rails enough to make it entertaining.
0: I mean, I've said before this is this is just guys getting together, shooting the shit, having fun. This isn't really uh right. I mean, it's a wrestling theme podcast. We do talk yeah. wrestling, but I mean, we go through and we hang out, we shoot the shit, we talk, we make each other laugh, we Guess tell stories, catch and, up and
2: Give inspiration to some people hopefully with our yeah. pops and
0: right um, all around. Good shit. No doubt. And uh, I want to also go ahead and while I'm at it, uh, we're recording. We recorded tonight on Sunday. Uh, we normally wait until Tuesday. Will was going to have to work. Michael had to work too. So we decided to go ahead and do our Rumble review. Uh, something we didn't talk about. Uh, we're supposed to have an interview coming up that me and Josh are going to do. We're going to be talking to Brandon Watley and I don't know why I'm saying we're going to be because by the time this comes out, we'll have already talked to him. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Thank you to Brandon Watley for, Getting together, you know, letting us give him a call. Doing the interview it last, with him. It was Want,
4: great talking to you.
2: Wanting to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, yeah, he jumped at the chance. Uh, Tyler said Saturday. He's like, man, you need to get on their podcast. And I talked to him. I'm like, man, if you'd be interested. And he said, yeah. So, I got his number. I'm not I'm supposed to shoot him a text tomorrow. Make sure everything's still, still in line. lined up.
2: Hell yeah.
0: And uh, if it is. Good, respectful kid. Yeah, I like him. And, you know, if everything's still lined up and everything's okay, he does the interview awesome. I hope it went great. You guys have listened to it. How was the interview? Uh, if it lines up and he's not able to, you know, we'll definitely get him on another time. Because I, I like talking to guys from different areas. He's from. Do you remember where he said he was from down there? It started with a D. Duluth? No, it wasn't Duluth, it wasn't Dawsonville, it was something Delonga? Delonega. No, it wasn't I Oh shit. <laughs> I don't remember, but it was something it was somewhere where it was too far for him to drive. That's why we're gonna get get his number and talk to him. It was uh Not Decatur. No.
2: Was... Dawsonville? He said what Dawsonville? No. I'm sure. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Either way, you know, like I said, if we talk to him, hopefully we did a good job. Because uh, like I said, he's a good dude. We'll get to find out a lot about him. If it didn't work out, we'll definitely get him on later. But, uh, hit us up. Social medias. Uh,
4: at, at shit underscore Indy 83.
0: That's the Twitter, man. That's, awesome. that's the Twitter. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, uh. Hell we need to do the interview with you. We still ain't done that shit. Where we get you,
2: well, I'll tell you get you back story. We'll, we'll line up Brandon this Tuesday and next Tuesday I'll come get my story.
0: There you go. That's that'll work. So next Tuesday we're gonna actually interview this fucker.
2: You can get the story of the the pretty one, Alex Mockles. Why I do this crazy shit we call pro wrestling. <laughs> All right, love
0: it. Well in that case, you got something to look forward to and Or come by and laugh at again. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys for this week's turn to buckle podcast i am jason hampton josh cox alex michael for will clark why do you got to do that i was all ready to talk i was just about to say something and oh. then you <laughs> want to be here for will clark <laughs> She's a peace out
4: fuckers god damn